0: Oh, sweet, cool with it, man. sweet, sweet. And then Jay, you're the intro master. We can cut all this out, and you can do the intros. Ridiculous, <laughs>
1: ridiculous. Like, mm. the, whole, the whole, point
0: I come on here is so I don't have to do things like that. I know, but your your voice is so smooth, man. I had this conversation with my wife today, man. I came down, and she's doing like Peloton, so we she got, we got, you know, and it's it's now all she does is English guys, and I'm oh, like, really? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs>
2: <laughs> she, she she puts on an English voice, does she?
0: You no, know, she's telling me I should speak in an English voice. I'm like, no. Oh. No. Uh-uh. So <laughs> I, have my, I have my list of demands and we'll have yours and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, I said, you can just jump on this chat. Richard Dolan does it with his wife. What's the big deal?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
0: But You're good. Yeah. No, dude, it's so rad. Thank you guys so much, man, for hanging out. Honestly.
1: It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure.
0: I always feel a billion times better after you have these talks because I feel like I got everything bottled up inside of me and there's like a handful of people on the planet that I can have these discussions with. And you guys are those people. And I really appreciate you, honestly. Thank totally, you. Man. Totally, totally.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way,
0: by the way. That's rad. So Jay, you got you you guys hooked up before
1: and your guys' fireside chat was fire. Yeah, fine, man. man. Like we we <laughs> we really loved that. We both had a good time on that, didn't we?
3: Yeah, I really liked it. We talked for like three hours.
1: <laughs> Straight up yeah well, that's what happened with us isn't it like we get on the chat me you and john and straight away like you know we're just going on and on and on we don't even realize how much time's going which is always good that means that we're all having yeah. good conversations and that's why that's why i wanted to get you involved as well man because i know that uh, you know you and i in our fireside chat we had such a good natural flowing conversation i just think that all of us together are gonna have an equally interesting time
3: yeah so, and i mean if we don't do this kind of stuff i don't think who will like we're really gonna go anywhere we have to do these
1: kinds of things yeah yeah well as well it's important for people to remember that we're like you know because like all of us who are actually making some form of content or researching it can get a bit territorial sometimes and not even on purpose but just as as you're doing this type of stuff you want to get the latest story or you want to have the you know the next scoop or whatever but really it is about community it is about all of us talking together and celebrating the fact that there's so many of us that want to do something and are interested in this so i think that having conversations like you know in in a in a softy way, I like the fact that it brings people together. I do. No, I like it's that. true, man. No, it's it's yeah, on sure. dude.
2: For sure. It's your name, yeah. isn't it? Project Unity, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: I got myself in trouble there. It means I can never be mean to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> the Project That's Unity true, guy man. is a dick.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Off record, he's a monster.
1: <laughs> he's a monster.
0: <laughs> it's like the Dalai Lama is secretly an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all, Dalai Lama. I'm oh, sorry. My.
1: You're watching this. Yeah. I do not mean any <laughs> yeah. of that you did uh, yeah yeah um russell brand was introducing him funnily enough in the uh in the manchester arena this was years ago i, I got to go see him talk and it was just the weirdest thing because russell brand was introducing the dalai lama and it was <laughs> it was him and him and russell on stage and it was the weirdest thing ever i loved it though it was it was brilliant
0: yeah. it reminds me of the beastie boys in uh in the dalai lama when you know they hooked up that was the same kind of deal i didn't even that. know they did that Yeah, yeah. yeah. They
2: got, didn't they get into tibetan buddhism yeah like, yeah MCA, it? He, he was yeah. For yeah like for totally companies. they
0: did that whole tibetan freedom concert like nobody had anything i didn't even know what tibet was until mca came out and they did that thing so i mean that big <laughs> yeah. props to him for that i mean that was a, a big deal there's, yeah.
2: a, there's a good um, there's a good ep uh, the in sound from way out in, in, yep. anyone's heard that beasties like and it's yeah. got loads of uh, Tibetan chanting over it. Assembles as well. It's really cool. Nice.
0: It's all instrumental and it's so it's it's really rad. It's just really cool backing, just backing stuff. Oh, but yeah, I lots of lots of chanting over it, man. It's. <laughs> it's
3: you it, guys were all DJs, right? At one point. Yeah. yeah. How weird is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You weren't.
0: You weren't. You're were never a DJ. No,
3: no, I was never a DJ. Mm. But I did. Uh, I did. I used to freestyle. When i was a kid well, there you go yeah obviously I, I grew up in la so when i moved to argentina uh i met a dj and he was like hey man i do these parties for americans why don't you come and freestyle and then i nice. did that for like three years i got to meet Mixmaster master mike nice. about. Yeah, there's the connection I, right there full circle man i got yeah <laughs> public enemy all these cool people cypress hill oh yeah oh, yeah only because yeah, i was, only because i was here they were like oh, yeah? like so cool. that one kid that raps in
2: english he's over there <laughs> so, so that's how you do it. if you want to meet your heroes move to argentina and start rapping. yeah all <laughs> yeah,
3: so right. right or any move anywhere where yeah. you have to you're the only person that speaks that language right. are <laughs> like yeah
2: yeah <laughs> you're <laughs>
0: medically the ambassador for everybody that speaks english yeah that's rad man oh dude well i mean i know we don't have anything like planned or anything but i was just i, I mean i think most of you guys know i i um i Rosicrucian, and I belong to, um, I think, all the uh, uh, the SRICF. So it's um, it's a branch of, of um, Rosicrucianism that's based. It's a, it's a Masonic branch of Christian Rosicrucianism. Okay, so it's kind of a it's a different thing. Um, but there's colleges all over the world, and uh, even there were some people today from Argentina that were actually on the call today. So it was a Zoom call. They usually have an in-person college meeting. Each college has their own, and they invite people if you want to travel like before the before the global pandemic you could just go like if i wanted to go to the new york college i could travel to the new york college and then everybody like puts on lectures and you talk about some of the things that are just the most amazing things ever that um not not all of it's a unnecessary uh, secret where you know it's like you can't divulge any of this stuff a lot of these guys are authors researchers um you know just amazing humans and they so what this is is like you know we'll do it once uh i don't know quarter or something like that and they uh they'll talk about whatever they want so they'll do research papers on stuff and and today man i'm i'm in this one and there's two there's two different lectures and, and one of them is uh talking about the holy grail the historical significance of the holy grail story from the beginning of whenever they can pinpoint it up until modern times and the other one is the archetypes of the angels and how that all fits into um a lot of things that we always talk about. (laughs) So like when I'm sitting here and I'm like taking notes and I think Jean-Luc, I was texting you sometimes I'm like, shit, this is nuts. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's like all of the stuff that we're kind of like, we're talking about and reminding me a lot of like the blood cells uh, and what they see and how, and how they interact with them. And a lot of the other stuff, like the stuff that Jay and I have seen like the orange orbs and things like that. And some of the other stuff that other people see. And it's like, Basically, out and like literally, I just got off of that call and I jumped on this call. But basically, a lot of it that I haven't digested all of it, but I got out of it is that they're they're here. You can call them, uh, and there's certain ways, obviously, or you know, you can basically just call them. But there's certain, um, you know, the there's a thing called the lesser uh, banning ritual of the cross, and there's another one called the lesser banning ritual of the. Um, I think, uh, and I, I forget what it is. It's the pentagram, I think, maybe, but it's something else. It's called something else. But basically, um, it, you know, you, you call to the angels to protect you, and, you know, the, there's a lot of talk about the historical, and this is just not people just going, yeah, I think this is what happens. This is like text that they've, historic text from either the Bible or before the Bible or, in the, you know, anything in between. Went all the way to Carl Jung. Carl Jung's wife wrote a book about these uh, angels, believe it or not, and she, pro- uh, I learned today that she made... Carl Jung promised that um, not to interfere with her book and not to like be any part of it. And she wrote this book and then she passed away and like he, it it wasn't finished. And it was, it was so much that he, he didn't, he, he kept her promise and he gave it to like a family friend. And she, she actually finished this book about the archetype of the angels and, and all this stuff. And it was like, whoa. So when we talk about Jung and you know how Carl Jung kind of falls into the archetypes and, you know, and all of this stuff, man, and esoteric and all that stuff. And then it falls into the whole ufology thing. And it's like, Today I'm, I'm just living it literally. I'm like in this call going, "It's all connected," and I'm like, it's, it's "John
2: Luke, like, oh no!" Like, I just find it strange how often, since I started to really research this stuff, how Young plays a massive part in it. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone saw that post the other day that um, it was Jenna, somebody called Jenna, put it up, and it was, uh, it was the lady and the ball. It was the solar disc. Yeah, goddess yeah. seen in a session by one of Jung's clients. So he started talking about this archetype of the the bull goddess, the uh, the solar disc kind of Egyptian style goddess, which obviously is pretty co- current again now, uh, with the Bledsoe story. And then you've got the fact, of course, that the young dynasty kind of went down to well, not dynasty, but the Melons were big fans and went and hung out there and started the Bollingen Foundation over in the US. It's pretty cool how it all ties together through Carl Jung. What Carl Gustav Jung, the secret of the phenomenon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: were playing the other day, though, weren't we? Because, I mean, I mean, nuts and bolts really is the, the absolute tip of this iceberg. Like, the absolute mm. tip, that the physically the physically manifested phenomena of solid craft and things like this really does seem to just be the very kind of like tippy tip part of this and down the further you chip down it gets into the esoteric the occult secret societies strange rituals and uh you know this is something that i've kind of just started dipping my toes into which is why i love having conversations especially with these two guys because they, they they know what they're talking about they've actually done the research on this and uh, i don't know how much you know gaucho but I think if you don't know a whole lot about this, you're definitely going to learn a bit through these guys. <laughs> they really do know their shit when it comes to the kind of societies and uh, some of the weird esoteric history with this with this field.
0: Well, I, and I, let me rephrase. I guess I, I'm looking at my notes because I was making notes the whole time too. But I guess the story, it's Emma Young, and she um, she did, the book is called The Grail Legend by Emma Young. So it was about the grail, and it, it, it bleeds into some of the – a lot of the, the things that I was talking about with the angels, it kind of bleeds into the characters of uh, the Grail mythology, right? And that how it's an archetype, and it's always been an archetype. And basically, an, ar- an archetype is – it's always been there when you're born. You, there's these archetypes already pre-established, wow. and is that collective consciousness or unconsciousness or whatever? But basically, that's that, the name of it is uh, The Grail Legend by Emma Young. It's Kyle um, Young's wife. What? Uh,
2: I haven't read it, but I will do. Sounds amazing. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. I'm literally learning about this like an hour, not even an hour ago. So I just wanted to share it because, like, so many different things about all this. These conversations we have about this phenomenon, it's like, bam, Mm. and it hits me because I'm looking at it from all these different angles now. And it's, you know, I think there's a lot of people that just think it's nuts and bolts and all that stuff, and you know, and I think Grant Cameron was always the one that was always like, you know, he thought so too, but then he did like a 360 at some point, you know, where there is that, but there's this other part, and I just.
2: Psychology behind it, and I think that the way that we perceive whatever happens out there is obviously based off how our psychology wants to deal with it, or our personal psyche wants to deal with it. And Carl Jung was obviously trying to figure out what was common to all of us.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. kind of
2: froze there. Uh-huh. Um, there needs to be to have something to look to that's going to save us. Now, obviously, he died about two years after saying that as an old man. So sat, it would have been good if he'd stuck around a bit longer to try and figure it out a bit more mm. for us. But in the meantime, what I find interesting is the fact that ufology now seems, well, for a lot of people we've talked about it before, has become spiritual and has become a bit of a savior thing. People think that when the aliens arrive, their arrival they're going to save us. They're going to take away all our woes and everything's going to be all right. That is a savior complex but it it doesn't make it any less real. But it also is interesting to me that the the Mellon family carried on a lot of the young ethos and they brought it over here. And you look at the way that the connections Mm -hmm. with TTSA to spirituality, and we've talked about this as well, you know, like that's, it's, it's, it's a young methodology, spiritual awakening.
3: Well, I, uh, Sorry, go oh, on. I, I wanted to jump in real quick. Cause I love this, this conversation. You guys are like, my, my brain is just turning right now. Um, I grew up religious, right? I went to Catholic school. I did all the, the whole thing. I am no longer, uh, I don't practice any sort of religion. So I guess you could say, I mean, I'm not an atheist because I believe there's something out there, some energy, right? I say that I'm an atheist, but I'm really not, you know, like it's just a way to make people understand what I'm trying to say. Um, but if you just look at, like, I've been doing this recently a lot, looking at, like, just everything in a basic way, right? Just grab the Bible for two seconds. Just go to a church for two seconds. Look at the painting on the wall of uh, Jesus flying out of the sky or anything. And I've tried to explain this a million times, and people sometimes will be like, no, no, but that's an angel. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, we call it an angel, but if I were to see that, to come if I saw a guy with wings or a guy just flying out of the sky and land in front of me, the first thing I would think is, Well, this guy is not from, yeah. from one, Earth. One man's so, angel
1: is another man's alien. Basically. It's an
3: yeah. alien. I mean, it's yeah. just people have this idea in their head that alien means the grays or little green man or something negative too. People mm. like attach this negative word to the word alien. And Look, illegal aliens, right? Like my, my family were when I lived in the States, we were uh I was a from a family of immigrants. So, and at one point they were illegal aliens, but it was like a negative thing, the word yeah. alien. Mm-hmm. So anytime you say like, no, but it's, it would be an alien. There's, that's the way you would classify it as an alien being, because it's not from here. It doesn't live down the block from you. You know what I mean? It's not, it might, but it's not originally from <laughs> here. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
0: sure. yeah, Bob Bigelow
3: says it. Shout,
2: yeah. shout out that terminology gets pulled into that. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's it's funny though, isn't it? Because like you know, they're talking about angels and you know, if an angel came to you now and was shining white being and stuff, but I don't know, I could probably deal with that better than a spinning wheel of fire <laughs> yeah. all over it, man. Like yeah. you know, like, that classic Ezekiel stuff. Yeah, kind of makes sense that when look at the Old Testament, and the God, Stop. one of God's favorite sayings in the Old Testament, and is "Do not, do not be afraid." <laughs> Every time they appear, because uh, you know what I'm saying, it's like well, it's pretty scary, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Diane Pasolka has said that in that interview with Lex Friedman. She was like, "I don't want to see yeah. one." She's like, "It's yeah, for every, sure," because the first thing they tell you is, "Don't be afraid," and it's like, "Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> why should I? Yeah. Why, why should, should I be?" Because it's yeah. the fucking scariest thing in the world. Like, well, ah! you know, it's a funny coincidence because I was literally today reading the part of the Bible of Ezekiel's wheel because I was just like, "Oh, I want to, I want to read that again. I want to re- remind myself how it was described." Dude, that thing was a that thing was something beyond this world. Like you know, it could it could be angelic or or spiritual, but it happened. Like the way he, the way it's being described, it's not. It doesn't sound like a metaphor. It doesn't sound like it's kind of meant uh. to represent anything. The dude saw this shit coming out of the sky, and like he, <laughs> he wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, he wrote it down and was like, you know, this is what I think it is, and that's where it's been carried on through time. And it's like it, you know exactly what we were just saying. Is it ET? Is it angelic? Is there a difference? Like is you know,
2: it? Is it that he was foraging for food that morning and what was in his lunch was an absolute <laughs> shitload of psilocybin?
0: <laughs> like, exactly.
2: It, and that's the reality of it. I watched um, Nowhere, you know, um, well, the newest one by Ar- Aronovich. I can't his name. Is I a, name. I haven't seen it. Well, watch it because it's amazing. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. But in that, it makes a big deal about Enoch, you know, to what Enoch thought, okay. Enochian magic and all this before they go and like have these visions that are depicted in the old Testament, he makes a little brew up. And <laughs> <even> <laughs> Cheeky little I brew. <laughs> so it takes it back down that route of like, kind of like yeah. ancient up, religions man. mixed up with some serious psychedelic and... rituals. Yeah. 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 You know, well,
1: I mean, but, like, you know, you go far back enough in time, pretty much every single society had its own way of getting into psychedelic space. Like, you know, it, different potions, different, plants and herbs and substances, like every single culture had a way of doing this. And it's only been in the very recent times and really specifically more in the West that we've gone, no, these things are really terrible. Forget the thousands of years of this that may have contributed to our entire civilization. know, species. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I really do think that that's coming back though. I think that that's like, it's like a bell curve. It is coming back around to like us respecting these things, but through a scientific paradigm now where the scientists are going, actually, These things have loads of different applications that are really, really good, especially for mental health and things like that. And so I think from this point, we're going to leapfrog into seeing these things being utilized, especially in Western society more, which personally, Mm. you know, just from my perspective, I think that's a good thing.
0: No, it's a great thing. You know, the thing that always baffled me, too, is like I I agree with all of that. And then you've ever read and I could be completely wrong, but I think that there's definitely some species. I think I think there's deer like deer and some other species will actually seek out and eat. Like oh yeah
1: um so there's a really good one actually which is the oh come on don't forget it um which one which one's the mushroom that has yeah the red and white and one like the santa yeah, claus one there's, yeah. there's the classic mario Brothers one. yeah mario yeah, yeah everything Look, look at yeah. like the smurfs It's in everything well, yeah. do you know that you know the whole thing because there's a great video on this i'll have to link it and i'm um, if I send it to you, maybe you can put it in the description box oh, yeah, so people dude, can check sure. it out. But it's, it's a video about how Santa Claus is a mushroom. And it's, it's basically about how this Siberian myth, like this Siberian tale of the shamans in Siberia who would visit people's houses. And drop, and, drop the mushrooms
2: and, to and, the chimney? And, and, well, well, no, they, they would go through <laughs> the chimney.
1: The, door, the doors were snowed in, so the shaman oh. would go through the chimney. And the present was the, um, the, muscaria, the, the, the muscaria mushroom. And basically, yeah, like to kind of segue back to your original point on this, where the shamans would eat the mushroom and then they would urinate into a cup and then the people <laughs> would drink the urine because that's how it was most potent. It was very potent through that, right? But the reindeer would literally <laughs> knock people over and, and lap lap up the urine in the snow. They were obsessed with this and makes, it makes you wonder where flying reindeer come from. Wow, there
0: you go, right? You know, the concept yeah, of magical
1: saying... reindeer flying through the sky with a shaman that delivers presents to everyone. Seriously, <laughs> I... I'll, I'll, put, I'll, uh, I'll send you the link because I think people should watch it. It really does give a pretty good case for Santa Claus just being a Russian uh, psychedelic shaman. <laughs> yeah.
2: <Right>.
1: That's
3: how <laughs> that I've seen it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that would be really intense, man, to like wake up and there's a shaman on mushrooms in your house. In your house. Pissing yeah, on pissing off.
2: on your pissing
3: in a cup. He's like, "Here, drink <laughs> this. Drink this. Yeah, drink
1: this and be grateful."
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, sounds yummy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but look, look, there's a perfect example too of rituals and practices that that we have as humans that we're like at the time people thought that was completely normal. Yeah, and people were like, "Yeah, I'll drink your pee, whatever, man. I love it. Every year, I drink this guy's pee. It's amazing." <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Yeah. and there's so much stuff that happens like that even today
1: that but then, what, in the future we'll realize what it is you know they're gonna be like you actually um, did this dad well what's interesting <laughs> about that as well is the fact that these things started off as these strange esoteric slightly psychedelic rituals and then um you know especially through things like christianity have been channeled into a very kind of small uh, diluted version of what these things are and you you know look at christmas and you know it if, if all of these things are actually symbolic of pagan ritual and psychedelic experiences you, you don't see any of that directly uh, attributed to christmas anymore but that seems to be the entire origin story of things like that and so yeah. it's just interesting how we kind of get rid of all of these things like no 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 we're not going to talk about that no, no that's that's embarrassing we're not going to talk about our psychedelic history just unwrap your presents and uh... <laughs> no, wait, wait.
2: You know when uh, people say like the phrase "away with the fairies." I was yeah, away man. With the fairies. Yeah, man. Apparently, that was like in Ireland. Like they used to grow all over the place, and it was quite normal before they became like taboo. That you know the farmers or whatever would go and munch them as they went about their day, and if they ate too many, they were away away, away with, with the fairies. The fairies. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. But that and also what you said before, I forget. Like you you're on about then about Christmas. Mm, yeah, yeah. And about you know that that goes all the way back to young as well, because yeah, exactly. you started to get into the Mithra, Mithras stuff, and uh, Christmas, you know, to all the Christians out there, I, I am, <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> but uh, it's the same celebration. If you look into it, it's like a uh, Mithras blended into Christianity and became yeah. almost like the same story. And that's mm-hmm. Carl Jung's, Carl Jung became uh, into the Mithras mysteries, or Mithraic mysteries, which is pretty crazy, I reckon. Yeah, Carl Young,
0: yeah. again. I don't know. And then see, I keep thinking about like, is there a certain point where somebody with all the knowledge of the esoteric and everything that's going on and, and everything else decided that had a a pole or, you know, was powerful enough to be like, all right, we got to stop this shit. And like, we we know this is real and to keep our order or to to keep a control over all this shit. And then we're just going to like, make that's going to be illegal you're nobody's gonna be able to do it we're gonna we're gonna hide all of this shit and it's just gonna be fairy tales and whatever else so we can just do whatever the hell we're gonna do in the background right
1: it's easier to control people if they themselves don't feel like they've got any power so if you take away the idea that you can communicate to god through you know uh, transcendental experiences and instead of that you need a third party a priest a pope a bishop to speak for you um, you know, these things separate you from God, it, whatever God is, I'm just using that as, a, as, a, as a, a word right now. But like, it's it does play a, a massive role in, uh, in separating you from your own belief in what your power and ability is to communicate with the divine, the universal source, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, my personal belief on some of these things is, yeah, I feel like some religions have done a good job at essentially separating the individual from God and putting a third party in there and going, yeah, you have to interact with this human to speak to God,
2: which, but but no,
0: no, I'm sorry. I totally agree, man. But then you think back, like, so where does the shaman play? I mean, because the shaman was basically that guy too, but the shaman was was like, like he was like, I'm going to pee in this cup and you're going to drink it. And we're like, cool. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So like, I mean, there was always that. There was always that's that true, separation, but I think a lot in a lot of ways, the shaman was more like teaching you. Like, okay, you, you know, I think there was a yeah, lot more. Yeah. There was a lot more. Let me help you get there, so you can do it yourself instead of just coming to me, right? I think maybe. I, I don't know. I'm just theorizing there, but
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, no, of course. I, I would. I would assume that. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. I mean, the shamans and and the people who were attributed as like the sages of their communities were in essence the teachers right so like you know they would go to them and ask them for help and then they'd go into a psychedelic state or something and come out with the answers or the wisdom so i suppose in some in some respects they're actually very similar templates to be fair yeah it is
3: Mm. and it's actually it's tricky too because if you think of shaman there's gotta you know you know there was some shaman out there that were just like Oh yeah, this is what has to happen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, 100%. "Give me here, eat some mushrooms, and go into the forest, and then come back." Yeah, because now the shamans. All the food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The shamans were like, nobody. Who's gonna mess with the shaman?
1: Yeah,
2: he's got real, magic bro.
3: powers. And yeah, at real. the same time, um, I feel like here's a good example of how people are afraid at a at a like at a simple level, at a natural level of this idea of the occult. Like as humans, when we're born. I feel like we're always searching. The moment we're born, we're like searching for something more. We're like, and we're thrown into this world where, back in the day, there was a shaman, and then there was like the best fighter and the the farmer or whatever. Yeah, for sure, man. And everyone's always looking for a purpose when everyone has a purpose. You know, everyone has the same level of power. Everyone has the same level. As the years went on and time continued, and we created this hierarchy, now some of us are sitting you know, without any power now, you know what I mean? A lot of us, like spiritually, I think we are, whatever it is, en- the energy or whatever, I feel like we all have it. That's why I hate, I hate to see like chosen ones.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm like, me. oh
3: God, I'm like, I, no. are you serious? So now yeah, like, yeah. what about everyone else? I'm like, yeah, yeah. what are we supposed to do? I got to do whatever uh, yeah, this guy says.
1: Like, <laughs> no, uh, Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Anyone who, who usually comes out and says they're one of the chosen ones, I usually just think that, you know, uh, can't think of any religion apart from probably like the church. Satan encourages that level <laughs> of arrogance.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, Seriously. No like, Straight up. Straight yeah, up. no. Yeah,
0: straight. Straight up. That's that's true, man. That
2: you know, to be so that self-assured that your belief is the one that's, that sets you God, above yeah. all of the men and women. It's like, come on. <laughs> I got. <laughs> I got. Sent to the... <laughs> the astral, man, I see you
3: there. <laughs> I got sent to the. What was it? Confession. Um, to repent for my sins many, many times for saying that. They'd be like, so our, you know, so God, our God is the one, you know, the one God. And, and I'd be like, well, so what about all the other gods? And they'd be like, go see the priest. <laughs> I remember one time I said, one time I said they, they were reading the story of uh, of Jesus. And I told, uh I raised my hand and I said, so he's basically like Superman, right? He's like an alien being from somewhere else. And everyone went, no. And I'm like, I'm like, he's like, Doing all these amazing things. I, I'm just saying, he's like, uh, and I said, it's like, what if somebody found a Superman comic in a, a thousand years and <laughs> in a pile of rubbish and they found it and they didn't know what it was and they started reading it? They oh, might yeah. be teaching about Superman. And of course, Go <laughs> See the Priest, A Thousand hell Marys. I was in the, the church,
2: like, <sighs> I've, oh, been, creating, I've <laughs> been creating that exact comic about myself. And i yeah, <laughs> in various time capsules around the planet. <laughs> 2,000 years, I'll be very, very Your famous. to one day. <laughs> That's, <Yeah>. it. <laughs> That's it. That's oh, it. In various, various caves. So
1: um, hey, you know, <laughs> speaking of the occult, and also uh, one thing that I'm like genuinely so frustrated about is I've been watching the series Strange Angel, which I've only just discovered, mm-hmm. which I don't know if, uh, Goucher, have you seen it?
3: i think i might have watched the jack parsons one and right was, yeah I, I didn't see anything else i saw that I,
1: it's it's all about jack parsons the whole the whole series is about oh um, no then
3: i didn't see it no oh, okay I saw, yeah i saw uh, uh, i don't know what it was but it was like a show that was showing the life of jack parsons right
1: right well really i mean that's crazy. kind of what this is it's, it's it's uh you know two seasons that have actually come out and then it never actually got past to the third season which really sucks because literally at the last the last bit, and I have a suspicion as to why, I don't know if it's absolutely true, but because this whole whole series has been rigorously going into Jack Parsons, NASA, JPL, the occult, Alistair Crowley, all this stuff, and then the very last scene of the very last episode that ever aired L. Ron Hubbard makes his entrance into it as a young man, as a young man who's about to meet Jack Parsons for the first time and they never do another episode. That so makes you wonder, doesn't it? It
2: really does. It really really does. It really does. <laughs> man that whole that whole crew is just such a massive, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You look at all the links and stuff, and we talked about this recently. Like yeah. it's nuts how far that crew it's took it.
1: Crazy.
2: You know, spanning out from Crowley into Parsons, you've got like MI5, Israeli intelligence. You've got like Phelim. Uh, you've got all the Freemason stuff. Obviously, it's insane, man. Like, and then the links, obviously, with the Israeli intelligence stuff into modern day stuff that's going on. Like, it's pretty crazy, man. Like, and that's the thing. Not a lot of people are talking about that because it challenges people. It does. Like, it's very challenging. So I probably won't talk about
1: it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point, someone's going to have to talk about yeah. it because there, there does seem to be this undeniable, strange connection to very, very strange things. Like, you know, from, again, we've said it before, different societies, different groups religions beliefs practices um and it all seems to stem into your apology which i never expected when i first got into this you know i first got into this um to be fair i did get into it luckily um through the consciousness aspect and then i kind of you know got my nuts and bolts knowledge around that so i do feel quite lucky because I've, I've always felt like i've approached it with that 50 50 it's nuts and bolts but there's also something else going on but then learning about this like you know the kind of deep society structure and you know it's almost too much to believe but the thing is there's so many tangible connections that you really have to stop and and ask yourself like you know is this all just coincidental were these all just kooky people who happen to be in high positions of power like jack parsons you know basically the godfather of the rocket program who was you know doing sex magic and things like this like you know is this just random or is this genuinely connected to something that we're not seeing yet as like a community like a ufo community you know
0: no, I think I think you're right, dude. I think it is. It's always been connected and I think it's been a hidden thing. And it and it goes back even mm. for Parsons. It goes back to, sure, Frill, yeah, sure. to Frill. To and the Nazis, right? And and the Germanic stuff and, and and all their occult ceremonies and you know, basically yeah, Parsons was part of it. But if you we know Project Paperclip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, brings yeah. brings all the Nazi scientists over to America. You don't. You think they just stopped making uh circles in the oh. desert and and doing that and Sean. their
1: seances, John? You cut. You, you, John, you yeah. cut out for a minute there. So you might just want to backtrack on what you were saying. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. So, um pa- Project Paperclip after World War II brought all the Nazi scientists to America. And before that, they were you know they were in Vril and the Vril Society and the Melik societies and Jean Luc. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember the name of all the societies they had, but it was the same thing. You know. Um, Blavatsky and, and all these other esoteric people that were um, communicating with entities that were spirits or aliens or de- whatever you want to call them, right? They were they were having these magic seances, yeah. rituals, and like I said, do you think they just stopped that shit when, they, when we brought them to America? No, they just came over <laughs> here and did the same thing, and they just taught other people to do it.
2: Uh, especially as well, like, you know, um, did you see, I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I've talked about it earlier on, i got, in, I've weirdly seems to have got in touch with uh Chris Mellon's third cousin, who well, he's actually the grandson of Paul and Mary Mellon, who who were the young guy, the, the Carl Jung's students. Um, and obviously Paul Mellon went on to be one of the founding fathers of the OSS, apparently, according to a wow. lot many things, along with Alan doles And check this out. Guess who else? Apparently, Carl Jung.
1: <laughs> Imagine Sorry. that! Ding, ding, ding! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, out of the US, is- and also what he said in that little thing that I found was that instead of one thousand two hundred paperclip scientists that came over, five thousand. Wow. Um, yeah,
1: I heard that. Yeah. Scale
2: our weapons, nukes, like yeah, serious shit. All, all through the um, like the sort of Spanish. Uh, what do they call it? The the rat lines.
1: Yeah, the rot Yeah, the rot lines. Yeah,
2: um, Argentina.
0: Argentina. There comes full circle, Gaucho. Right yeah. back at you. Right <laughs> in your backyard, my man. What are you, what are you sitting on over there, dude? Hmm? Oh, but yeah. there is, isn't there? Uh,
3: there is a big. Yeah, there's a big story that a lot of Nazis yeah. came out here and were hiding here. And anytime you see a movie. Too, they're like the nazis are either the nazi that gets away is like i'm in yeah. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: argentina yeah oh my god never
3: yeah. thought about that yeah. true yeah. yeah and anytime anytime yeah. anyone escapes they're like now he's in argentina
1: argentina you know, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um so why is that gaucho what's what's your take on be, the, being in argentina and how it is? is was argentina just like yeah fuck it come on over drawn, there
1: was there was a massive
0: were you guys just hanging having no, your own it, circles and doing the shit same shit down there too <laughs> Oh He's no, asking, you guys!
3: I'm asking for a friend. That, no, no, there, there is the same. There's like a whole occult vibe here too, as well. And it's it's different. And I'm sure there's the same everything. You know, the same stuff we're talking about now here. But uh, here you see like more. I'm forgetting what they're called. But I've heard some crazy stories, like witch doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still like that witch. There's still witch doctors. If you want to find one, you can go find one. And there's um.
0: You should find one, Gaucho. We need to get one <clears> of those guys. Yeah. i
3: should but they every story i've ever heard of course argentina is very catholic well yeah so i also feel like they sometimes they get like caught up in the you know in that they're catholic and they're going to see a witch doctors so they get a little more scared than like maybe if i went i'd just be like well let's see what the witch doctor is going to do yeah, right man. like um but it is very there is a lot of occult ties to this kind of people are really they believe in stuff here like still like in other places i feel like for some reason it's gone it's like the passion is gone
1: so well that's what that's what diana pasolka i feel is either diana pasolka or someone else said about at least like south america is that you know these these craft are over there all the time people don't care people don't care in south america they, they 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 actually have it within their culture they just acknowledge like yeah those are like some form of visitors whereas in the west we're like oh my god i'm like going crazy over it and like you know don't really want to think about it it seems like yeah there are other cultures that just fully acknowledge like even if they can't explain it they just go like oh yeah that's you know the spiritual being or something in the sky and and there but, seems to be uh, more acceptability yeah, for it you for know sure.
2: so but, but when you get the when you get the stuff that's um Consistently appearing mm. in the same sorts of ways, it's very odd. Like, uh, it is. yeah, like, uh, and the, the sort of in terms of the religious stuff and then the ufology stuff. You know, this this focus on nowadays on the lady. Yeah, that keeps coming up in ufology, and you know, a lot of people are, you can see a lot of people they're not into it because it's like don't fit with what their idea of ufology is. But then That's you start pretty to weird
1: blending yeah. over into that they are.
2: <laughs> ones who go out <laughs> looking for UFOs suddenly turn up at these guys' houses and hang out with them. Yeah. Ranged guys from the Vatican, NASA, secret societies. It's crazy as shit. So, so really, out of those two, they don't, you know, that doesn't look like UFOlogy. That looks like Lords, Pharma, uh, uh, Miracle, Spiritual stuff. But at like, the same time, UFOlogists are all into it. Yeah. They're all validating it in that sense. But oh, guys, okay.
3: if we... If we start to think that, like, the aliens are the gods mm. of the past, then yeah. it all ties, everything ties together. Because it's, then the occult makes sense, right? Then every everything makes sense. Because yeah, it's the, like.
1: The Greek gods, the Sumerian the, gods. Exactly. Like, you know, like, yeah.
3: And that would um, explain why uh, that's, you know, the Bledsoe kind of story seems like it has that essence to it. It does. It where does. it's like, it's like, what I was telling somebody the other day, like, how do you know? How do we know that? First of all, what I thought was fascinating was uh, I think Chris said it in your uh, interview, Jay, when he said that they, he his family wasn't the only family.
0: Yeah, there was three families. There, yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. Three, at least three and, that NASA was dealing with is what I remember him saying. Right?
3: Imagine how many other families there are. So we got to yeah. hear the stories of all the other families because maybe the ladies appearing to one family and the other family seeing like. Thor from
2: Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Quite <laughs> well, honestly, they don't, don't want to hear it, man. Like, yeah. uh, anybody that's ever, because reality of it is as well, is that loads of people see what they think is the lady. Hmm. Um, it's a common thing throughout time, and, it, and you know, especially people of of Christian values, because that concept of a glowing white holy woman. The thing that sets it aside is the fact that it, apparently it wasn't a Christian deity. But yeah, you know, a bull and a woman—it goes through in- the entirety of time, like from the Sumerians, the Egyptians, like the, the Hellenistic Greece, like it, it's all there. They've all got the same legend. The Native like,
0: Americans—that's the one that always trips me up too—is yeah, the,
2: the white
1: buffalo calf lady.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's always there. So it's like this idea of. Yeah, you know, de- a female deity, a goddess with a bull attached to it. You know, like
1: I always get the feeling it's divine feminine and masculine. Like the the bull is divine masculine, the f- the female is divine feminine. Like that's just my like basic concept off of it, based on visuals.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I, I I got a story based on that. Like the Sumerians believed it was the bull, the bull of heaven, yeah, being taken on by Inanna and Inanna to. You know, prove her worth after defeating. I can't remember what it was, Dumazul, I think his name was, ended up having to sacrifice herself for the good of humanity. Yeah. The Jesus story.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Anon is the goddess of like fertility and also war, if I'm correct.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then you go into Egypt and you've got, you know, well, the story's not the same, but in terms of the corresponding goddess, you've got Hathor, Hathor which is yeah. the, the bull, the cow goddess with the, the solar disc. And that's the one that the Bledsoe's like, are talking about. Well, you know, so Ryan says, the name of the, the lady is for them. When I mean, Hathor is a multiple personality being, from what I've read. You know, um, d- a divine, feminine, nurturing uh, deity is Hathor. But she's also can be Sekhmet, which is war, destruction. Sounds uh, just
1: like yin and yang, really, duality, contrast
2: yeah and from what i've read it, it goes there's another one too called uh well not but knew it yeah i, I think is uh, like um i uh, can't remember what the actual properties of that one are but when they all come together there's one thing like a trince
1: you see it's mad because like we talk about this stuff and it almost it does sound like you know you're just talking about abstract concepts that have been made into personas like you know you combine these three deities and you get this but at the same time people are seeing it so it's like what is going on like I, and i've said this to you guys in my last in our last chat it's just like it, you know imagine if even for us who have been looking into some pretty out outlandish stuff in the in the UFO community could you imagine if life really is there is prophecy like there really is like some un, underlying stuff with deities and goddesses and, and things like that i mean i don't even know if i'm ready to fully integrate that into my life like you know and what does that mean and, and but the thing is like these people are having these experiences and chris like you said as well three families i believe that they were looking into through nasa um and i've never i've never um uh what's it what's it called i've never put my experience out like to move on or anyone else uh, you know what i mean i've never I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm forgetting the one word that's a really basic word, but I haven't reported. I've, I've never yeah. reported my experiences. I've had quite a few, never reported them. And a need review. And so it makes you wonder, like, how many people? Are we really in the minority in the UFO community when it comes to strange experiences? Or is it just the reporting that's in the minority? Well, I, I knew
2: MUFON existed when all the things happened to me. Yeah. But, uh, but all I ever heard about MUFON, let's face it, like, I mean, apart from when you watch TV and they appear as specialists on a well, let's face it, all those shows are kind of the same, aren't they? Yeah. Like, it's
0: kind the of the same DM them. show, like, like, yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> whatever. And then they come on and they're slightly weird. And like, they just, <laughs> and like, and then you hear like from actual people who actually have reported to them that they've then been slandered or their story's been twisted or the director of the American branch of a pedophile or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really help with the message, does it? Well no,
0: that too. that and too, like Blood Cells just straight called it out that like whoever was the head of blood or of uh MUFON at the time was a plant from the government. Yeah. Like, you yeah, it like, yeah. like you know, and then somebody else. So like it's it's probably just like a undercover branch of the government. I mean, oh, yeah. I like my experience when I had with my kids and stuff this past summer, I wanted to just find out. If people around me saw the same thing, I'm like, there's no, there's no other way that people for miles, I mean, states would have seen the shit I saw. Somebody's had to go on there and saw it and, 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 you know, like I got my neighbors and shit, like look and binoculars, you know, like everybody had to see this. And I'm just like, Hey, how many people, like, I wanted to go see, like, did fit, like, did somebody see it from Michigan, like above me, like from a different angle, like, you know, what was it and all that shit. And that's really my, it wasn't you know and after i submitted it i was like well fuck fuck now i'm on the database <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but i was before anyway for other shit so it doesn't really matter but you know what i mean like but i, I really wanted to see it. and the guy basically was like eh, yeah it's probably weather balloons and i'm like are you fucking kidding always, me
2: and i'm like you that's fucking the thing it's like, uh, 20 it dude <laughs> I mean, it, 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 you so know that explanation when people like, if you see it, if you think you've seen a ufo and you've recorded it or even if you've recorded it and someone says that's a weather balloon that's a balloon but when yeah. you were watching it you were like I mean, it really wasn't yeah?
0: no I'm, he's it he, 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 he was like great video he was like great video great pictures probably a weather balloon yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Balloon. Then, yeah it's, it's, it's it's wanking it's like somebody's just gone and taking the biggest piss on your bonfire ever yeah yeah, but, yeah,
0: yeah. Come on, yeah. Man, like, and not even with like the a, hallucinogenic like, drugs yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. not even with the hallucinogenic piss <laughs> the it was just rule, a regular yeah. piss <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not right. Not right at <laughs> no, all, man. But no. people do that all the time. What, Like the people that work at moveon right? The, the infield investigators and all that kind of stuff.
0: They're just like they us, are, though, really. They're just
3: normal people. It's like yeah. if I went, and I'd say my biggest, the biggest thing I think we all deal with being openly out here and talking and doing these things are people that are like, no, that's not real. That's some gas. That's this. That's that. And you're like, okay, like whatever. So you really have to it's almost like a journey for yourself. Like the experience you have is like, that's for you. And I've always wanted to like capture something or like, I've been thinking about experimenting with C5 just to see like, if I could do it and see if I could like film it and see what happens. Um, And I'm just afraid, like, gaucho that's never going to happen bro you're never going to be ready like with the camera sitting there
1: well i'll tell you looking... one thing man i've had quite a few successful c5s and i've never filmed it once every <laughs> single I mean. time like... every single time i've gone out with a camera my in- and i'm not even being funny some people might roll their eyes at this but i think this is legitimately what's happening when i go out with the camera with the intention to film my intention is no longer contact no longer um mm. contact for any sort of peaceful reason it's just a film yeah. i want to get it on film and that's what's going mm-hmm. through my head and they don't turn up nothing happens yeah. and like you know it's 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 very frustrating but at the same time i think it comes down to you like i mean if you if you're able to get yourself into that headspace i mean this is why i actually what i've started to do except now because it's really cold out but when it gets warmer is is i'll leave my phone recording on a table looking up at the sky and i'll just leave it alone and just let it record and not even think about it because if you're holding your camera it really does mess with your head and you start going like oh come on come on something turn up at that point you've stopped it from happening at least in my opinion at that point it's over. So you've yeah. got to like, you've got, it's a very delicate balance of, of mindsets to, to get this to work. I think it's very strange. I don't know how to do it really. I can't explain it. Well,
0: it's like how Skyhub would be amazing then at that point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. One of those Sky Hubs that are just outside your house and you forget yeah, it's please. there forever and you yeah. just go
1: do your thing then. Yeah. I know. I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully get one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, so that's the concept of it. You get a sky hub, and it monitors your sky, and then lo- loads it to the hub. Is that's essentially what it is, yeah? Well, it's it's a sky hub's
1: kind of like a, it's it's an interesting developed thing. Is it's like computer learning algorithms inside. There's a lot of fancy tech and software and and stuff going on in there. And so you've got like multi-spectrum uh, signature reading, like electromagnetic and radio frequencies and things like that. So it's doing like a multi-spectrum analysis of your. Of your skyline and anything that comes by is then analyzed by this kind of you know computer learning software and i guess over time you'd be able to cross match cross match cross match you know with different data and uh, all these different data sets can come together and you can get a bit more of a, a concise idea of what's going on but it's it's still obviously like at this point you still have to buy all the separate pieces and assemble it together they haven't got a, a you know a fully rolled out compact sky hub yet although that is the intention somewhere down the line but it's build it yourself right now.
2: So I can't walk in and be like skyhold. Nah,
1: be not first. yet. Hopefully yeah. one day we can order it on Amazon or something, but yeah, at the moment it's, uh, it's build it yourself.
0: Yeah, okay. but it's cool. And I can help honestly, cause I kind of do that shit, but I mean, yes, it, exactly. they give you a
1: whole li- parts of, a, li- a uh,
0: like a, here's a list buy all this shit mm-hmm. and then you connect all this up. Here's the software loaded it onto it. And the only thing that they, that's tripping me up from is there's like a 3d printed case for it. Cause you have to have like, oh a, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's either 3D printed, but, you know, I was thinking myself, like, they have all these uh, military surplus auctions where they have, like, these really hard, you know, U.S. Um, airtight, watertight psh, cases you can get on eBay for, like, 50 Ooh. bucks, 100 bucks. Yeah, you could use that. yeah, just drill some holes in, you know, make that thing work because yeah, you man. just got to stick it outside or whatever. But, I mean, that's the only thing for me that stopped me from doing it because I'm like, I don't have a 3D printer. I don't want to dick with it, you know, but if I got one of those, it would make sense. But yeah, I mean, Bob Aguirre is like a big part of that and, you know, sponsors and does a lot of shit with that. And I mean, it's, it's, it's real cool that Hmm. they got it. Like they, they know, you know, what planes are in the air, what, you know, satellites has all those mappings. So, you know, it's not a plane, it's not a satellite. It's not, you know, Yeah, 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 all that shit. So it's really cool to think about it. But I mean, like you said, I mean, if your conscious intent is like you're on the phone, you know, And, and at the same time too, like we've had this conversation before in different talks, it's just like, We can have the coolest video in the damn world. Where a orb shows up and drops in front of you, and a, a a being appears, a lady comes out and walks out, and everybody's like, "That's bullshit. That's not real."
1: Yeah, that's CGI. That's totally yeah, CGI. look at yeah, it. yeah,
0: yeah. or like, <laughs> in, or, you know, like, or anybody, nobody believes it at all. So unless you actually have that experience yourself, or you, you
1: well, I, I was wondering. I've been wondering what the Goldilocks footage is because if it's too crap, no one believes it. If it's too real, no one believes it. So there's some somewhere in the middle. You've got to have enough pixelation, enough bad resolution, but enough clear. What, What's the Goldilocks here? Like, what, what what do we need?
2: Well, it's like you know. In the- 50s like i mean have you heard of valiant thor yeah valiant thor. Yeah. Yes. Thor. yeah interesting right, so this dude apparently part of the story turns up and he's from venus yeah he's like from that. venus
0: yeah yeah
1: everyone yeah, I mean, was from venus in
3: the, in the 50s there. yeah right it was
1: always <laughs> venus always venus Nobody ever like,
0: came for Uranus. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. Nobody
2: came <laughs> from Uranus.
1: And, like, oh, one, one guy did, but he was a real asshole. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Please no, continue. Oh, no, that's perfect, man.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Like, but yeah, so he comes in like, he looks like kind of, I don't know, man, like you should be on Bonanza. Like he's got <laughs> wavy hair. and It's just a regular dude. Six foot tall, like you wouldn't, you know, he's not an alien, so... Not what we think of as right. an alien, it mm-hmm. looks like a human being, a humanoid, normal guy with a, with a hairstyle. Now, I'm not saying I believe Valentine's Blood Ball was a real alien, but if that was the Goldilocks, this idea that they're humanoid, they're very much like us, how would we even know anyway? Yeah, but I could, yeah. if I, you know, you could say to me right now, well, actually, I am an alien, <laughs> yeah, and but no. this is it, this is disclosure, all right, and I'm telling you right now that I am from Aldebaran. And I came down here with real society. How's that? You just be like, this guy's a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I look like a, a ball of electricity, <laughs> and, and tentacles occasionally manifesting, like maybe you might believe me. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, but, so you know, I... How screwed are we then that we have to accept that an alien or the Goldilocks stuff has got to be that bizarre? What if it's not?
1: Yeah.
3: I always thought like, how strange is the, the Nordic alien thing? I'm like, what about, so like, I could never be an alien because I'd be like, Oh, I'm an alien. first I have brown eyes and a black beard and black hair. I'm not tall (laughs) enough. I'm not like shining when I walk in, you know what I mean? And I was always like, what, what's the deal with the, with the Nordic aliens? I was like, why you never, I've never heard of like a, a black alien or a Latino alien
2: no. Or an Good
3: Asian. I, Asian, I've heard some cases where it seemed like they had some.
2: Well, the Nordic out. stuff, like, it's just scarily kind of Aryan. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, scarily
1: Aryan, like, yeah.
2: And this is where it all seems to tie into, like, this idea that the Nazis believed that they contacted some sort of beings.
1: Yeah, the Hyperboreans, that's what they called yeah. them.
2: Yeah. With a link to, again, that's why I was messing around about Aldebaran. Like, I mean, that's yeah. reading to it. They believe that they contacted beings from Aldebaran. And there were blonde-haired Aryan beings that be, had actually been in contact with us for many, many, many thousands of years anyway, with well, Buddhists.
1: It's, um, it's controversial, but you know that you guys know that Tom DeLonge said that he was told World War II was an E.T. war fought by humans. And, you know, it's a it's an interesting concept, especially when you look at <clears throat> essentially like these two almost potentially differing if if this is the way it is i mean i'm just saying you know based on tom being told this you could almost imagine that the the nazis contacted some race that potentially didn't like another race and there's this you know you've got this the abrahamic religions judaism that goes back so far into human history and they have such close links to things that you also attribute to phenomenology and especially when it comes to the consciousness side and, you know, sacred geometry, the Kabbalah, like all of these kind of very esoteric teachings. And then you have these, you know, this Nazi party trying to essentially wipe them off the face of the earth. And this is not the first time that, you know, the the Jews have been persecuted, you know, for our history. And it almost seems like, and I'm just saying hypothetically, of course, because I don't know, But it just seems like if that was the case and Tom DeLonge was being told the truth, then yeah, that maybe there's like these two different species that like really don't like each other that have totally different ideologies. And they're using humans like, hey, you know, you need to wipe out all of these guys because they're terrible and they don't represent the truth. And then the other side are saying the same thing. And the humans are just chess pieces on the board getting moved around. And, you know, it's like. A lot of people have always said, like, why did Hitler model the Aryans on this? He had brown hair and brown, you know, he 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 didn't even look like them. Yeah, maybe because something that did look like them told him that they are the perfect species or something. You know, maybe he was, you know, I don't know. It's it's very crazy. I don't want to get into well, the whole like Hitler stuff. It's well, mad. Hitler, they
2: reckon that Hitler was chosen as yeah, a <laughs> because he's an, a, 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 a charismatic orator. You know, like yeah. Like, well, he was a good
1: speaker. He was a good speaker. Yeah.
2: And, you know, he worked, he whipped up the whole nation into a frenzy, like, made them do abhorrent things, you know? Yeah. Tainted, like, an yeah. entire nation's history forever. And, like, um, you know, that's power. But that the idea power. that there might be people behind him, and that he was there for a couple purposes. Because, like, Christianity in Germany, I mean, apparently at the time, there's a lot of Christians there, but there's also a lot of old-school belief, like, you know, the Germanic, going into the Slavic kind of old-school pagan religions. And, like, this sort of the stuff that the Braille were getting into and before them, like, the, the Tool Society, like, it was all that. It was all the, the old Nordic, Germanic, uh, pagan stuff. Rune stones, magic, yeah, yeah. druids, the whole lot. And that's where kind of it all stems from. But the secret societies in, in Germany, under Hitler, were squashed. Um, so the only ones that really survived were the ones that were under his thumb, under Himmler's thumb. So, like... um and that'll be the brill. and the Vril, yeah. You know, and that's how it went. But but then of course at the same time, when you know, before the German Vril came up, there's the British Brill. Huh. So, I mean that's the stuff I've found. Oh, know, is this Mosley? Yeah, the vrillia club of London set up by a Swedish Baroness, um, and members of it were yeah, Oswald Mosley's mother, who turned into the biggest fascist Britons I've ever seen, tried to yeah, it's Hitler's friend who tried to bring fascism to Great Britain. Um, but they were looking into alternative energy sources, uh, psychic abilities, like the whole lot, man. Like, it's, it's all yeah. there. And the work that they were working on was stuff that had come out of the late 1800s work with, I guess, Blavatsky. That's the sort of theme it went with. Blavatsky obviously was over in Tibet trying to find out the secrets of the yeah. Habibur- Um, And then at the same time, you've got. The British writer, um Bull lytton writing about the Vril Society in 1860 or whatever. Oh, sorry, the Vrilia race, in an underground cave system. All right, in Britain that some miners find. Sorry, not in Britain. In um, it never says, but he was vice to India in the 18 in the 1900s or so 18 whatever. Right. So people believe that a lot of people who believe this was real believe yeah. that he was in the Himalayas and he found some. Some entrance race. to um, yeah. Hyper Hyperborgia yeah. wow. or Shambhala or whatever it was. Something, yeah. And that's where the name Vrilia and the Vrilia Society, the vril Society got their name from, from this book by bulwer Litton. And um, that's mad Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? it so is. really when when you look at it, like in the, in the history of it spreading out as a word, it's it's like cheap or um, you yeah. know, energy basically, Vril in this country it became a brand no way
1: that's not where that comes from yeah yeah for our so, american friends or our, you know a bob so is a type uh, of powdered gravy drink it's just something we drink in the in, in, like you know it's, it's a it's a typical british cold weather thing where it's just like a, a it's powdered gravy basically like, you making a cup, a cup of beef gravy a very british thing to drink
2: Horrible,
1: it's not, good, it's not good bro
2: it's not good
1: bro have
0: a drink a gravy. let me have a cup of gravy
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, bo- mm. the bovine energy the bovine oh my bovine. god i didn't not know that that came from that that's so, so weird so that concept of real like you know it's not it's, it's not all nazi the yeah
1: Nazis took it, just like, means energy
2: the and they they use the terminology <laughs> so like, like well know. they
1: took a lot of things it's like the, the swastika used to exist as a was it a buddhist symbol was it it just it I wasn't know. rotated they yeah. just rotated it slightly yeah. and I, I always thought that the symbology of them rotating it slightly was so intense like you're basically taking something that exists and you're turning it, you're twisting it, you know, you're, and that, that's really symbolic of like what the Nazis were doing. Like they just turned everything into something it shouldn't be. And mm. the very fact that their symbol used to exist as a symbol of peace and then they twisted it. It's a bit like turning the crucifix upside down. Like, you know, it's a, it's a similar symbology going on there. And I just found that quite interesting whether they did that purposefully or whether or not that's just a symbol to you know, attached to them.
2: It was pretty, I think think from what I've read about, like at the time, you know, sort of the end of the uh, 19th century going into the 20th century, you know, like it was on vogue, it was fashionable to be kind of into the occult, you know, the, the, the secrets, the mysteries and... It was a huge deal in America. We talked about that too.
0: Sorry, but I'm sorry to jump in. But yeah, like that whole thing that here in America was huge. And like Blavatsky was the source of that shit. She came to America in 18. Whatever, but then basically it was like wealthy people in America that like, oh, we got nothing to do with Friday night. Let's have a say. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, You know what I mean? The, sorry to jump in, but like I'm just saying, like she brought that here to America, and it was like the in vogue thing to do. It was like, hey, let's let's get it. Let's have all these people come together, and we're gonna have like uh, ritual magic tonight. But sorry, John Duke, but I'm
2: no, but like no, it's cool, man. No, it's that, yeah. But that's the thing. It's kind of like so you see the spread. I mean, she Kowatsky was Russian, um, you know, daughter of an aristocrat, and she had a wandering spirit so she was just like I'm getting out of here I'm gonna go travel the world you know so 18 whatever she obviously she sets hangs out in London, New York, Paris she just has a great time being like a lady of leisure and then she turns up at some soiree in London and these uh, uh Tibetan guys or Himalayan guys in their uh, full of regalia say we've been waiting for you yeah they're sat in some lounge huh. in a London room. You know, I, the, wish, the, I wish I the wish they'd, they'd say that, that to me. me. Yeah, if you're the you're like the chosen one. Come with us. We're going to show you the secrets of the world. And they and she disappeared for nine years. Wow, wow, dude. That's and she's been into battling in the ways of the masters. Apparently,
1: wow. Oh, that they that, that's a film. That's a film waiting to yeah. happen. Surely it
2: is. It is. So, but then, but the people who then went on to meet with when well, she came back founded the philosophical society, saying she'd made contact oh. with other beings. That she she wrote the secret doctrine. Uh, yeah, the secret doctrine, like. Um, wow. Gotta get into it, man. But yeah, the so society then influenced Crowley. Crowley then went and found Thelema. Felema then leads to Babylon working, Jack Parsons, Jack and Parsons, yeah. filter, something like that. Yeah.
0: And we're right back to UFOs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> guys, the, the moral of the story is,
3: is there may be a way to use an occult practice to summon a being through yeah. a portal. And I, I need to figure out how to do that because that, yeah. that might be the craziest dude, thing. That might dude, you be the already proof did. Of the video we're talking about. No, That's I think true. you did. I already did. I yep. may have done that, but I wasn't ready for it. This time,
1: <laughs> I'm going to be no, ready you, for you, it. You've had some weird stuff happen to you, brother. You've had yeah, it happen I mean, in front of you, dude. I
0: mean, like you've watched that shit happen, right?
3: Yeah, because I'm but I'm not like John, right? Uh, so I, was, I just dipped my toes in and I just started printing things and grabbing things and reading things. And I was like... I realized that I was like reading rituals out loud, walking around my apartment, like just messing around, like trying to figure out, cause that's what it literally looking into UFOs took me down a rabbit hole that took me to the occult. And then I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. There has to be some connection here. And then it kind of frustrated me because I already had the ancient astronaut kind of idea in my head. And I was like, so, they're, so if the aliens are gods, and they basically inspired or created everything, right? They've sort of moved us in a direction to evolve and to become what we are today. Then we need to figure out how to get into contact with them, or summon them, or do whatever to try to. We we need answers from the gods, man. Like I, I don't need them to save me, but I need them to give me, you know, Excalibur. It's like oh, if they're real, yeah. Excalibur's real, and then I need, we need it, we need to figure it out. We need to get the tech that they were using back then. You know what I mean? Um, I
0: was I mean, thinking about. Yeah, we, we got may it. have it. We, yeah, we have. <laughs> what it. Excalibur? No, well, that's what the the thing that one of the Tom DeLonge interviews, man. That I always, I can't, remember, I think it was sixteen or something, but. It's probably Jimmy Church. I could be wrong, but it was like, what about for the, and it might even been from the Secret Machines books too, but I'm sorry, I'm just getting all confused. But basically he was like, you know, what if the history of time, these things have had such a control over us that we've never had the ability to fight back, but maybe now we do. What if now we do? What if now we do? What if now we've figured it out and that now we can just say, fuck off? I mean, if we wanted to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, 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 what, and what if they're playing against each other? What if there's like the, the German Nazi ones and, you know, they're pl- using man to play against each other? What if now, what if there's a time now where we're like, yeah, we've we back engineered your shit. Come, at you know, bring it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's do it.
2: Maybe. But was well, it? I can't remember who it was. I it was such a good talk. Who was it that said it? And they, they basically said, like, the human condition and all the crap that we have to go through. It's like kind of like, you know, the idea is we're all connected and we're all one thing. Like it wouldn't be that exciting if everything was great and dandy every day when we woke up, it'd become tedious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, as a as an omnipotent super being that's not even aware of its own personal existence unless it monitors itself through everybody else, it creates drama. It's like a soap yeah. opera.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that wow.
2: soap opera, that well, massive ongoing drama plays out and it's exciting because we're all the stars of that show. yeah
3: Yeah. go on go on no i was gonna say that um that that was what frustrated me because i actually really care like when i don't know uh a refugee drowns and ends up on a beach dead you know i actually really care when people are starving in africa and then people are like no we need to get this tech because it might create Mm -hmm. a faster plane and i'm like no We need to get the tech because we need to get free energy. We need to get people fed. They can't just keep praying to something that's not giving them food. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? They can't just keep. And if that was kind of what made me become kind of an atheist, right? Because I was like, if I see a kid born with with uh, a disease in his bones and he, he just lives till you know for two years and he dies, I'm not gonna. You can't tell me that that was his. His well, role, he had to play, you know, what well, I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff that frustrated me that led me just to, like, look for answers. But how do we how do we be... not
1: know that that's his role? I mean, that's the thing is, it's so hard to deal with this because we are we are human and we are in the trenches of human yeah. experience. But at the same time, like if there is a soul, if there is a soul to each of us individually. I don't think that we can fully understand the soul's intention um, as it's going through this life, if that is the way it is. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, cause I can, I can relate to people coming out of my life at times where it felt like they shouldn't have, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't understand why you left, but that's the point. I don't understand why you left and we don't. And so I think that it's, it's important for us to not kind of like potentially look at it as that's definitely evidence for there not being a god because why would God be so horrific to let a child die of you know like bone cancer at the age of three or something and you're right this that is a fundamentally difficult thing to deal with when you're talking about this stuff. But at the same time for me I just I have this feeling that if we really are an infinite immortal field of energy that doesn't die ever, then essentially and I'll borrow from Alan Watts here, if you could dream any dream you wanted to dream, you would originally uh, fulfill all your wildest fantasies you would have everything imaginable uh, you know everything you wanted and after a lot of time of enjoying everything you wanted you would start to think of different things that you wanted to experience how far away from this can i get how deep into this dream can i get and and actually believe it's a, a reality no longer a dream can i convince myself that this is completely real and and so eventually essentially what it was saying is if you could dream any dream you wanted to dream eventually you would end up exactly where you are right now and i think that yeah. that's the point is like if this is all about experience beyond all experience just like life is just about life experiencing life experiencing life it's like more and more and more and more whatever it is do it at the ultimate level, all of that is just experience playing out. And at the ultimate level, I feel that we, and, you know, such a good guy, I'm going to borrow from, from Alan Watts again. It's kind of like a, a theater play. You know, it's, it's, it's like the, the actors on stage, the villains, the heroes, everyone in between, when they're on stage, they're playing a character. When the curtain comes down, they shake hands. They're not heroes and villains. The hero doesn't hate That's the good. villain. They know they're an actor. So maybe when this very realistic play is over and done with, the enemies of your life will greet you and say, Hey, and you're like, Hey, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. We would, we were just playing, weren't we on on this life? When I was the undead gaucho, when I was Jay, like we were just playing at this thing. I I remember now. And so like, it's, it's really difficult as a human because my God is stuff hard here. Like, you know, and there is some real pain to deal with, but I personally, I just think that's all part and parcel of this experience. Well,
2: what what I find interesting about being a human is that when you actually start, you know, like halfways that we all seem to be on, you kind of go through life and then you try and make sense of it and you try and make sense of these mysteries. You want to know why you want to know your place. You want to know why that kid died. You want to know why it's not fair and all that. Yeah. Like we're we're constantly trying to find the answer and this idea of like trying to become knowledgeable and some people go on the road to enlightenment and they want to know everything. And it's kind of like, well, maybe this is our curse right here anyway. maybe the kid dying on the beach, you know, if you flip it on its head, why do we all want to get out of the suffering that we think we're in? Like maybe there's somewhere else out there that we've came from. We're going to go back to, which is much yeah. better anyway. You know,
1: Probably. know that's
2: crazy, <laughs> but isn't that faith? Like it's maybe just, this is our trial right now, man. It's just maybe those it. moments.
3: It's just yeah. the moment. Like I, because I, ev- everyone always says the same thing to me. Right. I hear that all the time. They're like either, you know, he now he's an angel and that was his purpose. He came here. And now he's you know somewhere else or he lives on forever. And I get it, right? But for that kid when he was yeah. drowning, I yeah. know, I know. In I know. that it's moment, hard to
1: reconcile. It's hard, and it
3: and it's not always. And I'm not <clears> saying it's 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 God. Mm. I'm saying it's it's the wars between man and God that lead to those things. You know, it's um like. We live in a society where we are basically controlled down to the T and we often talk about the matrix theory and simulation theory. And I say like, just look out the window. You don't even need to see the numbers. And it's not like the matrix movie. You have to walk down the sidewalk. You have to file your taxes. Mm -hmm. You have to go to war sometimes and you don't even want to go, you know, uh, back in the day, not anymore, but in other countries that happens still, you know, women get buried up to their necks and killed with rocks. I'm saying, Mm -hmm there is some madness that is stemmed out through our species throughout times and we need to evolve. And if there is a higher elevated being flying through the sky and taking people and interacting with us and I don't know, like trying to teach us something we need to grab it by the collar and say, teach us now, because look at what's going on. You're going to, you're going to let another, I mean, we were just talking about the Nazis. That's a good example of, even today you see it of how humanity we experience, but we don't really evolve until we've killed millions of people until we've blown a bunch of stuff up until we have mm-hmm. polluted the whole planet that we're like, yeah, but we're growing. I'm like, look at everything we've done negative to get to the positive. Mm,
1: yeah. It
3: is the yin and yang, but also like without, you know, without darkness, there is no light. But at the same time, we got to grow. You know, if it exists, if there's a way for us to realize that we live in this, like for everyone to understand that we live in this magical reality, this magical universe, that there is more than just this, not just the 1% that (laughs) use it. Or, you know, the occultists weren't just anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't just your mom and pop shop guys at the corner. Some were, but not the ones we're talking about. They found the
1: high up guys. They founded NASA.
3: And, Mm I'm saying we need to broaden people's minds, and yeah. I think grow their grow their their spirits, kind of. I guess, but and I think understanding the UFO phenomenon and maybe finding answers to it, and the occult and everything, will help people really see, like, well, maybe I, I yeah. do live forever. You know, maybe yeah.
1: I don't know. It's. I agree with you, man. I th- like me personally, like just to. <clears throat> put it put it in like just a couple of sentences or let someone else talk but um i really do feel like the study of quantum mechanics the study of consciousness and the study of ufos is going to lead eventually to a realization of what we're talking about right now yeah,
0: yeah and isn't that what bigelow is trying to do i mean I think so, when yeah, you much.
1: talk about it it's it's
0: that's as it was really interesting for me to, when you know these, these recent uh, mystery wire um you know, George Nath, right. where yeah, it's come yeah. out. It's like, we had two things. We're doing UFOs and we're doing consciousness. And he's like, they were parallel. And it was like, people decided there was more physical, tangible as evidence of, I think i I'm, could be paraphrasing, but basically he was just saying, i put the other shit on the back burner and we're going to go with the UFO thing because that's more of what I we're know. going to, but it was, you know, it's, it's the same, but we just didn't do the resources for, you know, we didn't have the resource or whatever it was. Right. But it was a parallel, parallel thing. And, you know, that's not separate. It's, it is the same. And, and um, dude, I, you know, just going back to your, your thought, like, I mean, Jay and, you know, Jean-Luc, you know, I, we were we were watching the show dark. um, You know, they were talking about dark and, you know, and the science behind that and I, I got into it and there's a scene in one of the episodes where a kid gets like hurt real bad by somebody doing you know, some really, and, and it just, i I just had to turn I just turned the TV off. I just couldn't take it. And it's like throughout the years of my life, I've always had this empathy and and things like that for kids. But like, it's getting to the point where I'm like, I want to cry now, just talking about it, thinking about it. You know what I mean? And I know it's a sponge and it, you know, and it was a, it's a play. Like we just talked about, you know, it's all, we shake hands in the back and it's all, it's all going on. But like, I I don't know, uh, uh, you know, I think, Hey man,
1: yeah, that doesn't make the play any less ugly sometimes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. You know, and and i wonder if we're getting there as a species just to be more empathetic and more
1: i hope so
2: human, Guys, you know I mean? i'm really sorry Something's come up i've got to go oh, oh no worries man yeah. take care um it's really nice to meet you Gaucho. like yeah i had
3: a great Hi time you, man. it was good to talk to you man yeah yeah we need to talk again cuz you've got a plethora of knowledge i can see oh, yeah. i need i need to learn from you cuz you've been no, digging in no, the books you...
2: totally yeah no i will just just read too much <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, that's good yeah. That's a super it's so Nice power. to speak
2: to you guys. <laughs> like, um, yeah, gotta go. See you later. Hope You're everything's alright, like, man. man. Take care. Yeah, yeah, Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Take care, man.
0: No, no, yeah, we'll man. Hope he's okay. Hope everything's alright. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine. Dog Don't probably be. shit on the carpet.
1: <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> probably probably his wife just saying stop talking about aliens and get the thinner on
0: yeah i know right yeah.
1: i know i'm sure my wife's gonna come down and throw something at me earlier too. no yeah,
0: but no i mean it's it's dude i've I've struggled with that shit forever man like that whole thing it's like there's got to be more than this but yeah but but i don't know man like i i, I don't know
1: um well we're definitely not going to solve that one here that is the no. age-old crisis yeah. of humans is like why is life the way it is why is pain here why is suffering here and you know um uh, we can only really speculate i mean i just i it, for me for me personally I, I i do my best to just look at it from at least the vein of my own experience because that's all i yeah. can do is kind of relate to my own experience and my personal life has been full of ups and downs and some really really bad downs like you know like like some horrible depressions and times where I just felt like everything was bleak and nothing was good and what's the point and yet i am now grateful for those situations because i know what they led to they led to this and so if you you know if you can extrapolate that out to a planet and a human species and the lessons that need to be learned you know you think about all the trips and burns and things you've done as a kid and like the, the, the lessons and you, there's so much pain attached to it in a good way in the weirdest way it's positive you know it's 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 such a strange dichotomy uh, like a paradox but it seems necessary and so if you look at it from the planetary perspective i mean we really are and i know gaucho you were saying it before but we really are a young species like super young species and you can imagine that in the cosmic sense we're not even close to being uh, a teenager you know like we're still this kind of uh or, we, or we're just in that teenagehood now where we're angry and we want to you know we're quite selfish and we want to we don't want to share things and we're conflict we shout we shout at our parents and you know we don't really understand life properly yet and so you can look at the planet and and say well maybe we're at that point and that these these beings whatever they are are likely our elders in a in a wider sense than just our parents or grandparents the human species these are our elders and we're not acknowledging them en masse and you know maybe that's one of the reasons why they're not here en masse talking to people and helping is because we haven't actually acknowledged that yet there's a tiny little slice of the human population that understands this to some degree and wants to learn more and you know an even smaller slice of that so i'm talking about the ufo community an even smaller slice of the ufo community that's actively trying to contact these things you know the rest of them think that that's crazy so yeah, we are so far away i hate to say it but we're very far away from um you know openly as a planet as a human species acknowledging that there's other things out there that could you know give us wisdom and i i because i feel i i feel that And obviously I have no idea because I'm not a hyper-intelligent alien, so I have no idea how they're thinking. But I I have a feeling that at some level, if they came down and solved our problems, they'd be gods to us. And then what are we? We're useless. We can't help ourselves. We would not be, it would not be a, a useful thing to do for the human species to essentially coddle them and take care of them and fix all their problems. Just like, I wouldn't expect my parents to pay for my life, to pay for my rent, to do all my, you know, to do my washing yeah. for me. I live on my own. I, I take care of myself and I'm, I'm making mistakes and I'm trying to become an adult, right? So yeah. I guess similar vibe, like, you know, that they're trying to push us along as much as they can. But if they hold our hand forever, then essentially we're going to become a bit useless.
3: Yeah, no, but I, I do, when I, what I was trying to say is I understand that there will always be the darkness and the light yeah right it, that will always be there but at sooner or later we're gonna have to evolve or we're gonna end up blowing ourselves up absolutely let's face absolutely. it like at this point there's things happening today that i yeah. can't believe are still happening and no. there's been so many things that i've seen growing i don't know i'm 30 like and i've seen things that I, i've read about things that i can't believe happened like yeah. and still continue to happen and i'm sitting here like okay maybe if we can solve some of these mysteries people will snap out of it and realize that like we're all the same species at least at least right it's like
2: dogs are dogs guys there's
3: different kinds of dogs but they're all dogs i mean it's all it's (laughs) It, uh, like... I don't know
1: if this is like a major simplification of the issue but I have a, I have a strong feeling that at least when it comes to like poverty, crime, uh, you know, even to like the point of where you're looking at like the cartels and black market and all of this, energy, it comes down to energy. If we had yeah. a free energy system where people suddenly didn't have to pay for resources and, you know, agricultural costs went to zero, energy travel costs went to zero, the the, the ability to build infrastructure went essentially to zero then you no longer have the disparity of wealth and the, the, the huge divide between poverty and, and, and the upper class. So I feel that if we solve our energy crisis, we really could be on a, on a, a huge step forward to solving some of the wider issues of, of poverty, of desperation, of crime, because people do things out of desperation. You know, people commit crimes out of desperation a lot of the time, and um, not every time, obviously, but I think that a large percentage of these types of issues do stem from people not having enough or feeling like they don't have enough and so the energy crisis does seem to be one of the major solutions to that if we can get that solution
0: but like you said, Gaucho, like what's the, what's Excalibur, right? Is it the free energy? Is it, exactly. is it something like that? Is it, That's um, what I mean, but me, mm. and you know, like there's like yeah. you said, Jay, there's no way we can uh, fathom what in, in fathomable being or yeah. elevated sources, you know, at all to anything. And, you know, maybe, um, maybe the things in the sky, um, are just the the, like I've said it before, like the gateway drug. What if, yeah. what if what if they're like the 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 light bulb that turns on they get people to start thinking about stuff, and in the grand scheme of things, I mean, if you look back, at the I mean, if it's going on since the beginning of time, um, but now with mass media and be able to communicate across the planet, maybe now it's an elevated ex- escalated thing, or just now it's like okay, it's been going on, but I can talk. We're look at we're talking over three continents right now instantaneously. Yeah. This is magic. Literally, this is, this magic. is, this is magic. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we wouldn't have Probably. been 10 years ago, 20 years mirror, ago, whatever on the wall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're literally speaking across time zones, continents, yeah. You know, and we're having this conversation and we're sharing this information, you know, and that's only that's not going to go away. That's going to escalate, you know. So what, like there's got to be a, a way to do this positively, you know, and then people share their experiences like we're doing now yeah. and, and, you know, elevate and grow and learn and then share that with other people that aren't having this conversation. And, you yeah. know, maybe that's maybe that's them teaching us. Maybe like the whole time through all of it is like you said, that's just teaching us little kids how yeah. to play You know, how to to be juvenile, adolescents, adults on our own, you know, without without, like you said, without interfering to the point where we lose all of it and just dump ourselves right back. And and maybe that's the ends of gods. And maybe that's uh, I hate to say it, but maybe that's already they've tried it a bunch of times. Maybe they tried yeah, it and we became yeah, Christians. Yeah. Maybe they tried it and we became Buddhists. Maybe they tried it and we became Muslims. Right, right, Maybe right. they we tried always, it in the Hindu, right? We into this
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. like, we always make it into this thing. And they're like, no, 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 no. Stop making it into a little thing. Like, we're just- <laughs> Can you imagine them sitting around going, all right, well, we fucked that up. All right, let's see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, Bill, hey Bill, this time, don't do that whole thing with the hands in the, in the halo Yeah, thing. yeah the, the hands thing. I've
1: seen about 20 hieroglyphs with your hands on, Bill. This is not okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Fuck, this next time you know what i mean like they're just sitting yeah. there all right plan c um, yeah. let's yeah. <laughs> let's, let's try next? leaving them alone for yeah. a thousand years yeah all right let's just just put shit in the sky and see what they do yeah 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 put shit in the sky <laughs> all right See what happens there no, for
3: sure, I, I wanted to uh bring something up as we we're talking about like the past and you know and them being like our elders um i've been wondering just thinking about the common shapes that we see in the craft right right I brought it up in a, in a live like a day ago, but I want I want to bring it up with you guys because I want to hear what guys. Yeah, please. yeah. So, yeah. It, just imagine all the vehicles we've created in the last 60, 50 years. Yeah, right. All the vehicles we've created, all the different shapes, speeds, styles, and now I want you to picture your list of UFOs that we've seen. Right, because it's there's only maybe two pages, mm-hmm. three pages of shapes mm-hmm. and styles does that mean that they are somehow limited in their technology and that's what that is? It's like, that's their Ferrari or their, you know, (laughs) that's the nicest thing they've got and they don't got anything else. So maybe they're actually, I was thinking, maybe they're actually like stuck here (laughs) and they they actually have those, those crafts, right. That can do things that are better. It's better than our, than what we got, but maybe it's not like, amazing to them and they're actually like just stuck here and they're hiding from us and they're using us and trying to figure out how to get off the planet or how to become as strong as we are physically so they can survive
1: like on our earth or on their earth maybe i don't know personally i would personally i don't know if i agree just because of the performance capabilities you'd think they'd probably be able to get off the planet
3: yeah i know but I, i was just thinking like the tic tac right yeah yeah it's like a flying propane tank Like if you were to imagine Mm -hmm. some highly advanced thing, of course we have these stereotypes put into our head by movies and all this kind of stuff. But when I first heard about the Tic Tac, the first thing that popped into my mind was the Lonnie Zamora case. Yeah. And I just said, Mm. well, maybe Lonnie Zamora never had a Tic Tac. So he just saw it as a Uh, a circular object or something. An egg or something, right? An egg or something. Yeah. And, um, but it's the same shape. It's been like, I mean, they don't upgrade it. It's like they just keep the same styles. you got the triangle-shaped craft. you got the saucer, which always looks wonky. The saucer always kind of – people get, ta- you know, taken by it because it's like we all know about the flying saucer. Mm-hmm. But if you really imagine sometimes what people describe, it just seems like, you know, the tripod legs coming out of the bottom. Like, why would they need tripod yeah, legs? No, Can't that, they just that
1: always cover? seems weird to me. No, I agree. I
3: agree. I've, I've read stories where – there's like telescopes popping out of them. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm just like, I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. If if they're, I mean, maybe their technology is just different and their intelligence is just a different kind of intelligence. But I'm saying I really do, uh, I've been thinking about that lately. Like, why is no. it the same? It
1: what? Sorry, go on.
0: No, 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 go ahead. I was- I, was I was just going to say, like, what if it's not the same? Like, I always think, like, we're in different three different countries like i'm gonna go outside and i'm gonna get in a volvo that was made in sweden but i'm in yeah. america i mean i'm sure there's cars in england that i can't get hold of in argentina there's cars there that i've never seen right all the way so there's or you know that the exist there or whatever right but what if it's all the same thing what if it's like whatever the whoever's coming here and then we're just talking nuts and bolts or whatever here right so but what yeah. if there's like these people from centauri that got like the the beater car from 1982 that they're going to show up in because that's all they got, and they're just on vacation yeah, yeah. and they're going to show up. But like the rich kids show up in like the light craft, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. that? What if it's just a whole bunch of people just going. You know, and they're like, oh, look at the guy in the the minivan. (laughs) Oh, look at that. You (laughs) know what I mean? Oh,
1: you're in the clunky clunky saucer Mark III. Yeah, 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 right? right. It's like, oh, he's in in the cigar with that bastard. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what if it's just as simple as that? (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. That's that's (laughs)
1: good, man. Like, I mean, it depends on what you subscribe to, obviously, because, and again, you have to um, posture this with the fact that we don't know the answers, and some Mm -hmm. people like to say that they have the answers, but, you know, there are people that say that if you're looking at these clunky, put together craft you're looking at a lockheed you're looking at a, you know yeah. some other companies like this is an arv and uh, mm-hmm. you know you don't know if that's true but then yeah you do have like what seem to be essentially just like light craft like something that's yeah. totally totally beyond next generation like completely outside the realm where it seems like you know it can be a solid object and then essentially every single particle in it can just collapse into a wave function <laughs> and just fuck off like into the universe <laughs> and like that that is fundamentally bizarre and so i mean i would say that even, it, it comes back again to the idea that there could just be a spectrum of phenomena. so like you're right there could be maybe some ets from maybe alpha centauri or something like that that have got <laughs> slightly less impressive technology than the ones that are from maybe like another dimension but um yeah
3: <laughs> that's got to be that's got to be one of the factors that we're not noticing here too because i was thinking about if there are crash retrievals then the orbs And those kinds of light craft and energy craft, it's not the same craft, right? It can't be. If there's a physical crash and there's pieces of a UFO there, I mean, it's not something that that they're projecting into your mind. It's actually like a physical UFO. It's like their, oh, Model yeah.
0: T, their Model T blew up on the way because they forgot to put gas in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just hanging out. It's like a car show for them. They're going to drive the classic car out. and They're like, oh, fuck, we forgot to put gas in it. Uh,
1: <laughs> Blow it up. <laughs> I mean, I, always, I, always had, I always had the thought that these things must be so intelligent that these, these crashes couldn't possibly be accidents. They oh, must yeah. be breadcrumbs. They have to be breadcrumbs. Yeah. To oh, yeah.
0: Well, but then other, we yeah. th- think of that, and I think, you know, we, there's always that the gifting field, and, you know, we've heard about all that shit too. But the other part of it is we go right back to the whole war battle with each other. Well, what if, right. what if there's one side of them that doesn't like the other and they're just yeah, like yeah. going fuck off to each other all well, the time? Above yeah, like us. shooting each other in the sky. Yeah.
1: I mean, you've got that really famous piece of art from antiquity, and I, uh, yeah. oh, I want to say Switzerland where you've got the aerial battle have you oh, seen yeah, 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 yeah trying yeah. like the triangles and circles and shoes. <laughs> they said it went it, on for
0: like fucking 5 days
1: <laughs> or something 5 days <laughs> and we just go oh well you know it was it was hundreds of years ago, they were lying yeah, yeah they were just they were yeah. making it up it's like the no whole they, population they, watching they saw a days. they saw a sky battle <laughs> take place like you know like that is not okay yeah.
0: <laughs> somebody's like i got to write this down
1: I'm going, to write, I'm going to draw some pictures. You've got a, a phenomenally big tankard that you're drinking, uh, yeah. from, by the way. I really yeah. love that. You know
0: what this is? Robert. You know what this is? Yeah? This is the uh, shaman piston This before the talk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
1: I could see your pupils dilating a little yeah,
0: bit. Yeah, man. I, wow. <laughs> I saw, that, I saw yeah. that battle as you described it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think when you see the
3: orbs and the light beings and all thing, all those kinds of beings or whatever, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think those are uh, those are just different. It's a different species or a different type of being because the grays are obviously not yeah, the same kind of thing there. And I also think too that there are many cases, if you look and uh, check out close encounters and abduction cases where they don't even seem that smart. I always bring up this idea that they peek behind the walls. People are always <laughs> like, they were peeking. I saw something. There's this idea that they're like hiding in the shadows when really the the whole uh, if you look at what happens when people get abducted or have a close encounter, right. Um, They seem like they they can't control what's going on. It's like, they get kind of like their emotions get controlled. They're under some sort of uh, they're like guided through the whole thing. Right. Even if they're having a bad experience and they're screaming in their head, they're, they're not like responding. Yeah. So this idea of the weak alien gray or the weak aliens, is it's kind of it's wrong to think that way just because we're imagining weak as like strength but if they can just control anybody yeah
1: yeah, Yeah. well it doesn't really matter how strong your muscles are exactly Pop your brain like a grape (laughs) exactly exactly but
3: there are cases where like they don't seem that intelligent like the way they walk around the way they move people have said like they seem clunky and they just and then you got people like robots almost like they might be robots right? Mm But it makes me wonder, like, how intelligent are these guys? Like, we have this idea of, um,
0: the, oh, they're all they're all smart. They know more than us. Exactly, and all that shit. Exactly. Yeah. What if it's yeah. just like the you know Bob from down the street who's just slightly a moron, but still has you know still has a good car. Yeah. You know? well,
3: <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> it just mean... shows
1: up, right? Yeah. Some some it people. Be... Um, sorry, sorry, Goucher. Go on.
3: No, I was just going to say one last thing. I was say it might be intelligence their form of intelligence might be completely different from our form oh. of intelligence. So it's like,
1: I was going to say maybe, and again, just maybe, and this is mainly borrowing from the fact that a lot of contact experiences with a gray seem to be relatively emotionless and cold mm-hmm. is that what if they're missing something, i.e. emotions And maybe that's been in some way bred out of their civilization. I mean, for example, if they followed an extremely technocratic, like we are, technocratic, um, you know, uh, mode of life, then eventually logic would surpass emotion and intuition and, and, you know, like perhaps possibly they see us and are like, how can we get that back? Let's mm-hmm. study them. How do we get the feeling of life back in? Cause I mean, there have been a lot of people that have said that, that like, they think that the, the grays are, you know, emotionless and, and perhaps want that from us. And Dr. Michael P masters, who has the whole idea of, uh, you know, that these could even be humans traveling back through time. Yeah. I mean, his, he, you know, he has a, he has an anthropological background and, he sees the physical attributes of the greys to be quite similar to what we could be, you know, thousands of years down the line, we lose all our hair, our brains get bigger. We are using computers and technology. So our muscles atrophy and our fingers get slender. And, you know, that is actually quite a good projection of where we're going with the types of things we're doing. So, maybe and uh, you know like maybe they're coming back like jesus we've got to fix this like uh, uh, this, this is not okay like you know we need to have some love in our life or something i don't know like it just maybe they're um they're trying to get something from us
3: travis walton i think on joe rogan the other day said yeah.
1: um that, he brought yeah.
3: up that that they're telepathic so mm-hmm. like that's maybe why they are emotionless because why would yeah. you need yeah, to yeah, smile yeah. or Wouldn't do anything smile mm-hmm. or, yeah yeah it, that was found that
0: that was so interesting, man, because like you know I grew well, up with that story. It was so interesting that how Hollywood f- fucked
1: him on that. I was really angry listening to it. I was like <laughs> I can't believe they changed the story so much
0: yeah like they didn't yeah. like that would have been a way better there's a, there's a really cool clip, and I can't remember if somebody shared it, but it was another guy who did like a, a podcast and he had like um you know like actors do like act out. Have you seen that one? you know what I'm no, talking about yeah. like yeah, so there was like a guy who this is probably like 10, 15 years ago, but like had like acted out um that that thing we were talking about, like a he had like a blonde guy pick him up. He had like a, it was really cool. I'll, sh- I'll I'll show it, but anyways, it's just like you know it was like a blonde guy in a bubble helmet and like grabbed him and looked like a Nordic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like he grabbed him and took him out of there, and then another blonde chick, you know, and then like grabbed him and it's like like we're saying, what if they're all working together? What if they're just uh, anatomical, biological android devices that that we would think of like drones now? But what if no. we created like a you know we the, the biology
1: but the biological drones. holden holden said um that the greys are being used by humanoid beings like that's what he said like you know like take from that what you will obviously but yeah like he's not the only person that said that quite a few people have said that that these are programmed life forms and that they're being utilized by other species that are actually far more human looking so makes you wonder if, if that's true like why are you doing that? Is it just because you don't want people to know you're human or look human? Or I, I, I don't know. What well, it's like
0: lazy. Like why the hell do I just talk to Siri? Because I don't want to type. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, maybe. it's like, yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, you know, same kind of deal, right? Like why do I, I hear you. yeah, it could be just a letter, just like you get to the, like you said, you get to the point where you're just like, ah, I don't want to do that anymore.
1: Yeah. Just send, just send a little gray out. Yeah.
3: Well, Isn't it weird too that uh, we talk about the abduction phenomenon, the hybrid program, and there are humanoid aliens? So, what is the point of creating human hybridization? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just a
0: big. I think maybe that's just a big root. I don't know, man. I I don't
1: know. It's hard to know what's real sometimes, isn't it? It It's really hard to know what is real, and uh, you know, there's so many different ideas and theories floating out there. But that's what's important, is and that's what I respect about everyone in this chat, including John, who's now left. Is that none of us are postulating that we know the answer and that it's mm. this or you know none of us are going actually no i don't think you're right i think it's this we're all agreeing that really yeah. we don't we don't know and we would love to try and find out <laughs> you know that's the essence of this but what happens when we do i don't know i, I, <laughs> I, I guess i stopped doing videos <laughs>
0: Just, I actually don't know. That's don't when know. that's when the monks show up and go, we got to go away yeah. for nine months or nine years or whatever. <laughs> Sweet. I'm down for it, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it.
3: I mean, when you know, I guess, you're going to have to think of a way, a smart way to tell everybody what you know in yeah. a believable way. There you, you go. You can't just come out and tell everyone what happened to you or what. No. like You can. You can share your experience. But if you actually know 100% what's going on, that's what kind of confuses me about Stephen Greer's uh the C5 thing. Yeah. Because he says like that he's in you know in contact or that he made contact and that they taught him how to do this. And I always imagine like the the being being like, wait, how he's making money from this? You know like, <laughs> the being that taught him was like, wait a minute. I never I never agreed to that. You know like
0: that's the only thing.
3: Everything else just kind of feels like Like I always I say I don't have a bias when it comes to career and I don't have a bias when it comes to a lot of people because I feel like this is super important. Yeah. And it's it's unexplained. Right. So we have to try our best to work together and accept everybody's thoughts and theories and then build your own. Right. But until one of us can prove what's going on. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We gotta open up a portal,
0: voice. But but literally, oh, <laughs> but literally, like all of us have have had experiences that when we we said to other people, I mean, all of us have had experiences that you know we all, we know each other's experiences, and none of us have gone, that guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. We know that we've talked to other people that have, we've said this experience to, where they're going. Okay, oh yeah. This guy's yeah man, mind, members right? You know, my,
1: Members of my family.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Family, friends, you know, all those things that are just kind of distance yourself from it. So it's like, until it literally happens to you. I mean, like I could have I could turn this thing off and this the light being can come out of my freezer behind me and have mm-hmm. this conversation with me and I can call you guys back and tell you, and you guys would be like, eh.
1: Yeah, but you
0: guys we guys would be a little bit more uh, accepting or understanding or you know hearing oh, me, yeah, but sure. like the majority of the people wouldn't. So unless no. there's some mass Exactly. Thing that happens yeah. to a great number of people where nobody can deny this fucking happen. I don't see it. I mean, but yeah, maybe we open the portal. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's hey, already if open. It, yeah. If anyone can do it, we can do it, boys. That's it. <laughs> I got enough I got enough reindeer piss we're going to
1: Go enough of that shaman piss <laughs>
3: But definitely. I I think I don't think disclosure is going to be like the answer. At least the government ah. disclosure we're going to get.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: You know, like I think at the at, we might finally be in a world where people are like, yeah, UFOs are real. And then they'll be like, but we don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, then there's going to be a whole nother process of
1: well, where we're us now, trying to,
3: it. it is, but there's still people that are like waiting. Like, mm. you know, you see them on social media that they're, they're bringing up old stuff from like yeah. two years ago. And they're like, did you know this happened? I can't believe aliens are real. And I'm like, uh, oh, wake up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, I've been looking at that for like oh, yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, catch uh, up.
0: My friends are nice. always sending me shit And I'm like, seen it yeah, yeah. Seen it, seen <laughs> seen it, it. reported
1: it. on it Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, Talk you know. to the dude who knows the guy Talk to <laughs> the dude who
1: knows the guy yeah, exactly, yeah. Man,
0: for real.
3: yeah, I always think it's crazy That if that moment does come Or like it's just widespread We're going to be like They're going to be like, oh, you know what Ask that guy, he knows for real. For real.
1: No, dude, <laughs> yeah. like, You're absolutely right At the end of the day, one thing that you can take from this And, you know, I don't think it's uh, Particularly egocentric to say it either is that we're ahead of the curve and it's going to be beneficial for people to be ahead of the curve when everyone else is trying to chase up and, and get after it and when the, when there are genuinely things that humanity is having to face and deal with that we've already at least researched or taken in or speculated upon for a couple of years or more or more you know, we we will be in a area of, you know, we'll have the ability to educate. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really important. And, And that's why it's also important not to get kind of bogged down in your own agenda because we don't know the answers yet, but at least we're trying to find out. We're not digging our heads in the sand. We're not denying that there's something here because there is something here. And um, so, you know, as transparency goes on, which it will, absolutely will, um, but I don't think disclosure is some sort of, like, I I agree with Lou, disclosure is not a singular event. It's a process Mm -hmm. of unfolding. It's currently happening right now. And um, I think that people who have dedicated time to learning this will eventually, you know, have the benefit of being able to help other people who, previously did not want to know but now are faced with no choice but to learn about it because it's confronting their reality
0: yeah totally man and then like all of us have had experiences and we've talked about this before like how like at the beginning of this talk how many people had experiences and just don't say anything ever because because of whatever and like once once that becomes a, a an easier thing or an easier discussion to have. We're going to find out that there's sure, pretty man. much everybody sure, had some yeah. type of experience at some point, and cool. then that light bulb is going to go off for them. They're going to like, "Oh, remember when I was a kid and all four of us saw that thing?" Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody would be like, "Okay, now it's people okay. need
1: permission. People permission, need to yes. them permission, and that yeah, that that echoes from the public. That echoes into military, into especially science. Is people need permission to look into this without being called crazy, without mm-hmm. being mocked." And you know, even now with all of these developments going on, like we said, we still speak to certain people, and they're like, "You're you're crazy, dude!" Like, you know, you know, you don't what you're talking about. I mean, I remember when I was first posting up about A right when the, the story broke back in 2017. I remember putting up a on on Facebook about how you know there was this program, and a, a friend of mine, not like a super close friend, but someone I'd known all the way through school, uh, messaged me and was like genuinely concerned that I'd had a mental breakdown <laughs> and that I, I was delusional, and it was just like. Fuck you, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> but one day, but you know, but what's interesting? And I, I shouldn't say that, really. I'll like, take it back. I take it back. But um, no, no. What's interesting about that is that three years later, he's messaging me asking for help. There you go. He's messaging me going, "Hey, man, like I'm seeing all this stuff about the navy and all of these UFOs, and you were talking about this. I'm really sorry." <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> I wasn't crazy."
0: I do. I got friends that were all the time that were like, uh, "You know, you know about this, right?" Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah like uh can, can you help me like yeah like like you know like you, you know i'm like i don't know what i mean yeah i been paying attention it's it you know i'm just paying attention and yeah and yeah i mean mm-hmm. I, you know reach out to me cool you know that's and you know i've tried to help people that were genuinely afraid too there's some people that were just genuine like yeah that would see that travis movie you know the the, the original mm-hmm. movie from hollywood that one that fire they screwed the up fire the yeah sky. fire in the sky. Yeah. And I've had people that are just scared to shit because in their no minds doubt. they hollywooded them to the point where that's what they see whenever they see anything. Like even yeah. when the A tip shit came out where any of this stuff came out, they're thinking, Oh, there's this little thing yeah. that's gonna grab me and put this shit on my face and I'm not gonna be able to breathe and like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and they're generally scared and I'm like, Look, yeah. man, that's not it, you know? I mean yeah. there's there's so much to it, and and I, you know, props to Bledsoe, for, I guess, for saying, you know, I think from what I heard that Travis Walton told Bloodsoe like, don't sign it, don't let him, don't let them take control of your story because look what they did to me. Yeah. I, I heard that that was a thing, right? He was just like, don't, don't let him do it. Hold on to it, you know. And I think that's cool, you know, even if he doesn't do the, you know, grand, you know, movie with Hollywood or whatever or, or something, but. You know keep the shit real don't don't give in to the stereotypes of that that okay.
1: hollywood's created um well it's it's extremely disingenuous and dishonest and it's essentially misinformation because you know what Hollywood's done is they've taken a story that I'm sure they sat down with the person and unless they thought this is just a fun story. I'm sure they actually believe the guy, like to some extent, you know, if they didn't believe him, then maybe they just thought they could do car blanche of it and go wherever they want. But I'm guessing if they, if they believed him, they should respect that and not permeate out false information because I watched fire in the sky and yeah, man, that's a scary film. Like, you know, if that (laughs) happened to me, that is terrifying. Like these things, you know, they put him down on a table and they stretch that plastic yeah. stuff over him and it's, you know, stretch his face and then they get the scalpel and they're cutting him up and it's horrific. And then yeah. the needle in the eye. None of it happened. None <laughs> of it happened. Literally, I never heard him say a single thing about any of that. And it's just like, and then he says in the Joe Rogan experience how he wishes he hadn't been so aggressive after the fact and he kind of realized that they probably weren't there to hurt him and all of this. And it's like they, they they took so many liberties with that. They took the piss basically because it's like that's such yeah. a false story. So you yeah. you you circulate out a lie mm-hmm. yeah it's not okay
3: yeah i mean but i do think that they're like i've spent so much time the last year just looking into abduction cases yeah man. trying to really um get my you know stand in these people's shoes and realize like what they're going through and how it could be like a stressful situation and also i've noticed like there are situations for example, C5. We'll get back to C5. You never hear about like a group of people doing C5 and then a uh, craft lands, a bunch of grays come out and they take them on the craft and they abduct them and do all this crazy stuff to them. You hear about the light beings, the orbs, the all that kind of stuff. You do hear about some craft, but it seems like they're light craft too. Um, but whenever these people bring up these the saucer and the little gray and all this kind of stuff, I understand how it could be traumatic because oh, it yeah. is... Right, it is traumatic. I I keep having these discussions with people, and I've heard really intelligent people say like, um, they're not a threat because blah blah blah. Right, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're a threat, but I think they very well could be. And I also think, actually, I hate to say this, but if you can, if you're just taking people against their will, yeah, right, that's a threat. That's a threat. I mean, that's plain and simple. And even if they like it or they don't like it or whatever, like
1: no it's, it's, it's yeah you can't just go into people's you can't come into people's lives and just snatch them up like that's not I, that's exactly not
3: right I, I wanted to use an example like just change it for a second flip it and make it instead of oh it's an alien with this advanced understanding of reality so, so it's like a teaching, man in a van just taking exactly you or something. like yeah exactly it's the same thing i'm saying it's the same thing imagine if they did that and then they run it ran experiments on you yeah and then they you get, you you get the in police
1: house. involved you get your yeah. police and you know you'd be <laughs> yeah. like Exactly, man. But no, that, that, no. I always,
0: I've always thought that, and then I always come back to like, okay, cool. But the government knows that, and all the governments know that.
1: Yeah. Where the fuck would they tell anybody? Because they can't do exactly. shit about it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. imagine saying to your citizens, "There is a power that is able to literally just take you from your home. <laughs> exactly. It can even come
0: through your walls." <laughs> Sorry, perfect. we can't do dick about it.
3: Look, <laughs> no, Jay froze.
0: Oh yeah, that's a perfect. So spot. I, cut, I cut out for a second. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Froze
3: froze out of you at a.
1: <laughs> i froze
0: from anger yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um no totally. but they can't do anything about it i mean like you can't do shit about it like that's that's a big deal i mean yeah, excalibur boys th- that's yeah. what i'm saying maybe there is a <laughs> there is a thing you know i'm saying i totally i don't see
3: it being logical to think that every extraterrestrial visitor or intergalactic whatever is here to help us i think no. it's not logical I don't think that's.
1: I mean, I've started to read. Um, I've started to read a bit of Nick Redfern's work, and I'm starting to just get scared of the entire subject. You know, he's (laughs) talking about mass spiritual manipulations and things like that, and like you know, all these DOD guys that are terrified because they think that this thing is trying to essentially deceive us on a huge spiritual level. I was like, my god, I got to put this book down.
0: (laughs) Well, the other thing that I've seen, like you go back to the uh, abductions, like what was it, Brazil? Where was it? Mm. Where all those people were actually hurt? They were, oh uh, they were harmed like they had beams that shot into their chest and their and yeah. there's like actual physical radiation burns and well, some Brazil. of them, I swear it was Brazil I thought it was too maybe it was Argentina Calaris. Brazil Brazil Yeah yeah
3: Calaris. And there are I mean it it exists people do get hurt, hurt. affected by the craft hurt by the craft um but
0: I think I thought I thought a gray just showed up behind you for a second. No, that. <laughs> no, that,
3: was, no that was my wife. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, I think people have this. There's this weird divide, right? It's like people people come at me all the time when I talk about it because they get confused and they think I'm saying that every visitor, every occupant, every you know UFO is a threat and it's all bad. And that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm there's saying there's good they're, guys they're, and there's bad there's, guys. Exactly. Right? It's just perfect. The light in the dark
0: sense. as above, so below it all comes back to the whole damn thing, man. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And you gotta, we gotta meet, we gotta know what their end game is. You know what I mean? Like what the, what the whole point is before we can really make a judgment like that. Yeah. I'm worried too. There's going to be a lot more UFO codes popping mm, up more than now.
0: Really?
3: More than now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying they're happening right now. Yeah. Right. They're happening right now. And I've seen, you know, I've seen him come at me and hit me in the DMs. But I'm saying, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I've gotten messages from people that, like, because I'm talking about um, what we just talked about, right? Mm -hmm. They'll come at me like, hey, you're totally wrong. Like, they're here to help us and they're Mm -hmm. in and this Uh, is this. this, And I'll be like, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And thank you for sharing that with me. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like it gets kind of religious for some people. Yeah, that no, for
1: sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're, we're I, getting there.
3: We're getting closer and closer to like, mm. I'm, I'm afraid that something like right. weird is going to happen.
1: Um, you know, this, this this phenomenon has been attributed by a lot of people to essentially be the thing that's been creating religions over time. Science has now become what we could almost consider a new religion because science does not have the definitive answers. I'm sorry, but we can't explain consciousness yet. So science does not have the definitive answers. It's still pretty much, in a in a different way but there is faith in science and there's a faith-based system in science and it is actually quite dogmatic and mm. uh, religious in, in that sense and so you can you could say that science is the new religion and that UFOs are using that as a, a, a leaping off point just like they were when we were more spiritually inclined and they were using it in a different way and you know they're just using the, the what whatever it is that humans grapple onto which is now more science they're going all right well highly advanced platforms with you know <laughs> you know uh, crazy novel exotic propulsion systems and capabilities and before that it was ezekiel's wheel or the burning bush of moses or the you know like the the fatima sightings mm-hmm. and things like that and now it is a novel next generation technology platform and so that's how we see it we, we we see it as a platform now not as a spiritual being and so perhaps in that way it's going all right well Okay, we'll 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 do science now. Like this is going to be the science route. So let's get you up in the skies. You know, let's get you using this technology. I don't know. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, all all of us are just trying to you know figure this out. And I I feel like at least to a certain extent, it it does seem to be trying to push us in a certain direction.
0: Yeah, and I th- I really keep going back to this man. And I think it was when you did that interview with Tim McMillan where yeah. it was like. And I think he was referencing the craft, a crash craft of whatever it was. I don't know if it was Roswell or something, right? But it was on the shelf or in a warehouse or whatever. And it appears to the person who's looking there's at it a, as a, what
1: keeping. Yeah. That was Stephen Greenstreet's interview, not mine. Um, and that was Roswell.
0: Okay, so Stephen Stephen Greenstreet's interview with Tim McMillan. Okay, yeah, yeah, and he was saying, you know, whatever it is, it appears to the person who's looking at it, whatever whatever you
1: need it to be. Yeah, it, it changed on different people's perceptions of it changed. It's like, what is that? How it's a physical thing.
0: Up. It's a physical thing, but I'm looking at it. It's an egg. Yeah. You're looking at it. Yeah. It's a cigar. It's a Gaucho's looking at it. It's yeah. a whatever, right? Up, yeah. uh, it has a telescope coming out the top of yeah.
1: it. Like- well, that's what you were saying, Gaucho. That's what you were saying about uh, the Sakura incident and the TikTok. Yeah. It's like, you know, maybe it's just a perceptual template, you know, that we yeah. put onto it. And uh, a lot of people believe that, that this could just be a, a template that we put onto it. But um, I don't know, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a deep. It, the rabbit hole is very, very deep. And it gets dangerous, right? You start tripping over your own theories. Like we're, I just said, there's going to be a bunch of UFO cults. And if you ask me, every religion around the world is kind of a UFO
1: cult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's in a special way, pretty much. It exactly. is. It is. And
3: not in a bad way, right? I'm just saying. No. But right. It's, no. It's-
0: you know, what's cool though, about all this thing is that we got each other and I really appreciate you guys. And I'm being serious yeah. about all that. Honestly. No, 100%, man. no totally. I agree. And okay. and like, I, I, I'm i so happy that we could just have converse and talk about these things and not be, oh, you know, no, there's no ego involved and there's no grandiose yeah. who's going to figure it out. I mean, I think the only way we're going to get there is we just work together and we just keep doing this. And, yeah. and I really appreciate you guys. Honestly, truly, truly do.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I feel that, man. And I echo it. I feel exactly the same. Me too. Totally.
0: totally. Yeah.
1: And, how, uh, how, how much longer do you want to go because i might have to get some dinner I, on soon. i'm gonna pee my pants in a minute
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: you have
0: been chugging a lot of shaman piss <laughs> the shaman pisses went right through me i can tell you that so yeah what well, if you pee it out again and, and drink out. it again yeah, if it does anything even stronger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're gonna be tripping for
0: days uh, i am not a shaman but i play one on youtube <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit no man i seriously guys thank you so much
1: and basically yeah like to kind of segue back to your original point on this where the shamans would eat the mushroom and then they would urinate into a cup and then the people <laughs> would drink the urine because that's how it was most potent it was very potent through that right but the reindeer would literally <laughs> knock people over and and lap lap up the urine in the snow they were obsessed with this and makes it makes you wonder where flying reindeer come from wow there you go right you
2: know,